What is up, well, guys? You guys have been listening to us talk uh, for a little while, but this is episode 77. We're doing a little P&W roundtable here with Brian, Brent, and Frank, which Frank was on episode 39, Brent was on episode 32, and Brian was on episode 26 and then 34 with a roundtable with Riley, Phil, Anthony, and I, I assume. So we got the gang back together. We're, everybody's having a couple drinks. We're talking about how their fall bite went up there in Washington, what they did in the wintertime, and kind of going over what they have planned for, for this upcoming year and if they've gotten on any fish already this year. So I'll let Frank get back into what he was saying before I cut him off and got the intro going. Oh, no, I was just wondering what your guys' opinion was. Um, like, do you... Do you, do you throw more louder rats or quieter rats? Uh, I mean, I threw the bull rats pretty loud, but the spro rats very loud, and we caught the smokes out of them on on the spro rat last year. But the I really like the trap bass rat, and it's quieter. Yeah, but I just get bigger bites on it. Yeah, it's interesting. I prefer quieter ones too. I don't like a lot of ton of ton of noise, honestly. Yeah, it I just, just think they generate so much commotion just because of how what they are. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's just it's kind of um, has me think because like the jokers in Japan have those insane rattles in them, and those guys are catching highly pressured fish on. It's like, huh, you know? But I haven't yeah. had a ton of luck with loud rats. Honestly, I've had better luck just dead slow creeping quieter ones. You know? Hmm. I do know. Yeah, it depends I, on the conditions for me. If it's uh, if you got like a lot of chop and it's it's, you know, the conditions are loud, uh, so you could yeah, say. Yeah. Um, I like a louder bait, but uh, my trap rats they actually knock. They've got it's not like a super loud knock, but it's a deep knock. So uh, I notice especially if I'm burning it, it's got a pretty good knock, um, and it calls them up. I I got on a pretty good bite the end of last summer burning that motherfucker, and they were coming know, up and just destroying it, dude. Yeah, remember we we tried to replicate that bite and fucking that was the night the dude that that giant stole my Joker. Oh yeah, remember that, Brent? Yeah, Fuck, that was crazy. Dude. Uh, Damn, that stole your Joker, dude. So I put the Joker on and I and I don't think Brent has seen one yet and um, swim. So I fired out there and reel it back with the lip in. And I'm like, all right, check it out. You take the lip out and walk it. And I fucking fired out there and I'm just hard cutting it hard all the way. I stop it like 20 feet from the boat. And I'm like, Brent, what do you think about this? And I start cutting it oh, super it was... hard. It gets to where it's like a foot of line at the tip. Like I'm about to pick it out of the water and a fish just levitates and jumps up like a fucking foot <laughs> with it in its fucking mouth and turns ripped it off, ripped it right off, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he didn't set the hook or anything. It just came up and fucking just grabbed it and got off. Dude. It was insane. Dude, and I just stood was... there like, oh, my God. Did that just happen? Oh, my that gosh. Was that was wild. So, yeah. It happened to me one time up here. It was on Compulsion. Where I broke <sighs> off because I only had, like, six inches of line out. Oh off the God. ramp. Yeah, were you burning it back or something? Yeah, I was burning a mag draft back, and dude, I just got smoked by like a six pounder at the ramp, and just pow, Jesus, broke off. I mean, dude. instantly broke off. That's what happened to mine, dude. And I, we were like, we thought for sure those jokers don't fucking float good. I was thinking to myself, like, this fucking fish is gonna be like floating somewhere. And I went back the next day. I went back for like two days looking for that thing. Never found it. That fucker's got the joker stuck in its mouth still. Yeah, oh, I was there actually, periodically for few weeks after that and it, and i never found the fish or the bait so i do oh, that's a big I, I did break off a, a wake bait like that 
last March, uh, we were fishing, you know, the lake that me and Stu fish right here. And mm-hmm. um, I just had my buddy Andrew with me. He, he was like, well, we're not catching anything. And so I, I was like, well, I'm going to throw the rat. It's March, but whatever. We'll see. The lake's only six foot deep max. Dude, I like fire this rat out there, right? I'm just, you know, reeling it back. And we're like looking at it like, man, this thing looks big. This thing is, this, this should get smoked by a big one. And as we're like looking at it, this like six, seven pounder comes up, smokes it. it eats the whole bait, right? Has like one side of it in the corner of its mouth. I like lean, the line just pops. And we're looking at this bait, like, and the fish is only like next to the trolling motor. So I just was like, oh, let me grab the net. And I like hooked the the bait with the net and the fish was on the other side. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and like get both of these in. And it didn't happen, but I got the bait back. You got the bait back? Yeah, I got the bait back. Unreal. You lucky guy. I mean, the water was like gin clear too. That's what the cool part was. Is it the, we're just watching the six, seven pounder just thrash this bait back and forth. I've, six, I've, seven I've, pounders. Like that's another thing. I'm going to ask you guys this too. I think, I think me and Frank have had this conversation. Six pounder up here is like a nine pound. I mean, I think it's like a nine pounder back home, but like a six pounder is the big one here. Six like, pounders is giant, dude. Yeah, like when you talk to people up here, like I don't want to say like they don't fish, but like they're the common PB up here is like five pounds. Yeah, so like when we say like, yeah. and, and what's crazy is you, uh, how much different a five up here looks than a six. Yeah, the way small. Like you mean like the well, like, yeah. they look younger, yeah, and they're they're very are young. Yeah, they grow to five pounds pretty quickly here. It's the, I mean, I'm on the lake. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the science behind it, but it's it's it takes some good growing years for them to get to that really big size. You know, that jumbo size. Yeah. And you'll miss little blocks too. Like a lake will go a few years without growing them that big, and then all of a sudden there'll be some bigger ones coming in. You know. All right, I got I got something to go off this. How old do you think? a five pound largemouth is in your guys' area and then how old is a six pound like you think there's a two year it's, difference it's subjective based on the water that it's in how much forage is in the lake because yeah. i've yeah. got lakes so i've got lakes where way. i'll catch 21 i'll catch 21 22 inch six pounders and then i've got lakes where i'll catch fish that are barely 20 inches that are six pounders so it's it's it varies yeah. on the health of the fishery but uh we do here. have lakes we do, yeah but we do have lakes that are more overpopulated that you do see those longer snake-like fish. Uh, some of oh, my smaller are a lot like that. Um, but <laughs> yeah, typically the fisheries where you see them growing short and fat like that, I think that those six pounders are probably four or five years old, like maybe even younger. I'm not positive, but I know some of these lakes, they grow a hell of a lot past, faster than people think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree. There's this lake I fished a lot. A trout lake and i caught one that was just under five last year and i was like you could just tell looking at its mouth how it was super super young fish you know I caught you can tell by the mouth was, uh, five pounds two ounces and it was 17 and a half inches long yeah i bet you i know what lake that came out of too yeah because uh there's a few certain lakes around here where they're cookie cutters, man. You get you catch those mm-hmm. 18, 19 inches, and, and they're five pounders, and anything over that is going to be six, seven plus. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Three three six pounders, six pounders is is a trophy fish up here, and then like a, uh, yeah, like a, a a damn good trophy fish is seven plus, seven plus. I'm always proud of up here, even even Absolutely. six pounders, of course, too, but. 
Uh, I can't. Yeah, you see. Here to save my life. Dude, don't feel bad. It's not easy, dude. It's not easy. <laughs> I, I, I hit 615 twice last year. Like That's fucking good. Well, no. I, I, I didn't <laughs> catch any high. I caught. I didn't catch any high sixes last year, which is weird. Usually, I usually catch a few. I caught I got sevens four. and then, then low sixes. A lot of low sixes. I got a four. I got a 682. That was thin as an envelope. That was the worst one. That one was like. That was like old. a January fish or something, huh? Yeah, it was February. I got a 682, and that fish was long, dude. If you look at the pictures of that fish, you're like nine pounder. But actually, when we got on the boat, dude, Stu was like, oh my God, is that a nine pounder? And I honest, I thought it might have been. But uh, I got a 682, and then I got a 676. That was a younger fish. And then I got a 688, and then a 696. Fuck yeah. And then I, but I got no, every right. big one I got was in like two weeks of each other. <laughs> well, you're fishing the right spots. That's for sure. Not a lot of lake, not all the lakes grow them that big, a lot of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's something else I want to add, too, is I noticed, so I fished a lot of water, particularly around my area, and I noticed the majority of the lakes, the smaller lakes in particular, they seem to top out at six, seven pounds, and then there's a few special lakes where they go above that. Um, yeah. But I've, I've, yeah. I've fished enough of these lakes enough times to know that um, which ones to spend time at. And there's definitely a lot of lakes that they're going to top out at five, six pounds. And those five, six pounders are probably going to be older fish too. Catch yeah. them scarred up. But, um, you know, I'm gonna there's a, there's a lake that I fished that, um, honestly, I've caught like probably 35 pounders there last year, but there's, I never, there's no big ones in there. Like, but it's the funnest lake to fish the way it sets up. It's so fun. And they're just so deadly on it. I still go there all the time. Oh yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's fun to just go and smash on them sometimes. Hook set especially when that's you, what me and Stu call Yeah, them. exactly. And try baits yeah. out and shit and Yeah, and just yeah, the way the lake lays out, it's a fun one to fish. Your favorite swim bait podcast is now proudly sponsored by Leviathan Rods. Leviathan Rods is a Texas-based fishing rod company that's handcrafted and uses high-end made in the USA rod blanks. Every sale from Leviathan helps support foster youth and their families. With Leviathan Rods, you're not only going to feel a difference, but you're going to help make a difference too. Friends of the show will also get 20% off their rod purchases by using code SCALES20 at checkout. So whether you're fishing a depth 250 or a square bill, make sure you're using the best rod choice out there, Leviathan Rods. That's how the chew was for a while, and then I think we ruined that. Like, It's hard to go back there anymore. It's cyclical as well, especially considering most of these lakes that we're talking about are 300 or under acres. So, I mean, uh, it doesn't take much to educate a small, I wouldn't say necessarily small, but smaller population of fish. And if you're out there banging on them several days a year, uh, it's there's a good chance that you're you're uh, leaving an impression on those fish. You know what I'm saying? Okay, that's, yeah. so I, that's a good question. Um, Sorry, Brent, didn't mean to cut you off there. No, 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 yeah. What does uh what when a fish gets educated to to like a big bait? Do you think it gets educated to like that style of swim? Like if you're fishing like a solemn, uh, like a like a glide, or maybe the noise of like a wake bait. Like what do you think they get familiar with? Like like notice like oh that that good size thing that I want to go eat fucked me up last time I ate it, or that like meandering swim it has. What do you think they get used to, or do you think they just kind of 
know the general I shouldn't eat that versus I should eat that? Uh, my honest opinion on it is I think they get conditioned to the sounds of the boat and the sounds, the, the other sounds, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. other um, I don't know about you guys. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, the bait splashing into the water, uh, it could even probably be like the hooks sliding in against the bait, something like that. Yeah. I think they get conditioned to things like that. But that being said, I don't think that, I don't know if there's some magic number when it comes to duration or what but you know if i leave a lake alone for a year or even for half a year and then come back to it like some of these seasonal lakes even you'll go back and you'll smash them in the spring and then after you've been on them for a while you know you'll you'll see fish and you'll see a lot of followers but um i i do think that they get conditioned to the noises of the boat and stuff and they you know and then they'll kind of forget about it after a certain amount of while but um what are your guys' thoughts on that uh, Brian, you go. Okay. Um, I think you get. So, I'm trying to word this right. I've also had some drinks, but one thing <laughs> I've noticed is it doesn't really matter. Sometimes, like, you can throw the best looking, most natural bait you want to throw, but at the end of the day, they know it's not real. Like, like it doesn't matter how real your bait looks; they're never gonna know it's a trout or a bluegill. Unless they're never going to think like, it's one. Like they'll think it's one. I, I'll, I, you know, I think at dude, some the, point when they, they eat do. that hut, dude, they think it's a trout, bud. <laughs> no, I, I understand that. That's that's what I was saying. Unless it's like a yeah. soft bait, but like with like a big hard bait or something, it's got all this hardware on it. I just think they get conditioned to like the shine of a hook, the sound a hook makes when it ticks the side of a bait, or yep. when your joint clicks together. And then also, what I really believe in what Brent says is I'm really big on like letting the wind blow me into a spot if I possible, like if it's possible. And like one hundred percent, I think you need like these really big fish. I think you need as many. Um, I don't want to say like negative cues gone, but like you need to stack the deck in your favor as like much something as you can. working for you, like the moon phase working for you, the wind working for you, the chop working for you. You need something is almost like a. It's almost like hunting the wind when you're deer hunting or elk hunting. Um, you let that decide where you're gonna be as opposed to like oh i know there's a big one on this dock i'm gonna go fish for these big fish even though it's a bright bluebird sky they can see me coming from a mile away like and sometimes you'll get really lucky and i think that's what happens with a lot of people is they get really lucky one time and they try to replicate that luck but it just doesn't happen because i think like you really just need to be letting the conditions tell you what to do like if if the conditions are you get you know the winds blowing into these set of docks and the wind's blowing and it's choppy. You get some, it's blue, it's sunny, but not, you know what I mean? Where the, the light's kind of off in the water. If Think about it like this. If you're underwater, you can't see straight for a long time. Like, I think that's your best shot at catching these big fish. Otherwise, like on a bluebird sky or something like that, I really don't think they're going to eat that well compared to like if you have as many conditions as you possibly can overrunning the fact that you're throwing something that's not real. Yeah, if that makes sense. That makes sense, but then there's all the there's always the anomaly days. So like mm-hmm. you never know, dude. That's why fishing is so rad. But like going back to the um the keying the fishing deal, I I don't think it's necessarily the trolling motor or the boat because you could have dudes in kayaks, fucking you can have dudes in float tubes that are having the same issue as as we are in the boats. 
I think it's the distance, the like when the bait splashes, the time it takes to start moving, the how you know, and how the distance. Everybody casts about the same distance. Some people cast a little about twenty feet further. You know, <laughs> it's all about the same. So I'm thinking that the retrieve, you know, the distance from when the bait hits the water to get to the boat. How many times, if you had twenty more feet? you would have caught that fish. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree with that to some degree because for the most part, I'm trying to get as much distance between me and what target or what area I'm thinking that fish is on and trying to hit it from different angles to try and prevent that. But also with that being said, how many fish have you caught right next to your boat? You know, so it's not, always, it's not always the boat, but you can't deny that they're, they feel that they can feel. Oh, your no, I'm not denying that. You, I just you know? don't like, think that's a, a determining factor. I, Dude, they know what the boat is. I they think, know what the line I think is. It, I think it can be. And I think, you know, it's fishing. So all these different things matter at certain times more than they don't. You know, there's there's yeah. times where it matters more. Exactly. Yeah, there's going to be times where they're just well, pouncing uh, on your bait and it doesn't matter what you do. Absolutely. But it, it's 100%, dude. What, it's, the, I got some data just because me and all my homies beat the living shit out of this lake, dude, for a couple of years. And, like, literally – my buddy that was there like every day he threw he throws wake baits and cranks that's all he that him he blake. throws all kinds of shit maybe um <laughs> yeah blake dude you can't go there and throw a fucking wake bait and catch one only on those anomaly days if you go down there, and you know what i mean they used to just blow the wake bait up in the middle of the day there you know what i mean that's not the deal anymore and what i've kind of noticed there is um conventional is a little bit better to catch them than on swim baits because they've been so conditioned on swim baits there right I now, can that. i pick your brain on that for a sec um yeah i'm kind of curious so when you say anomalies are you talking about just uh those weird days where you can't those, figure out why shit's working or you know weather anomalies or moon anomalies um, are you talking about for me like it's the like the days that don't make sense why these fish are committing suicide on my bait. Yeah. The, the conditions weren't lined up. The fucking moon wasn't right. It's just an anomaly day. And they're acting, I call it, they, they get into psycho mode once in a while. You guys have all seen it. Where they're just like wolves. Oh, yeah. Killing. And you could do everything wrong and still catch them. You know what I mean? I think they're like seeing red some of them days, dude. It doesn't yeah. matter. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, yeah, it's crazy. I just want to go to one of these lakes and see one of those days. I've yet to see one up here where they're doing that. Yeah, they're not very often. You get like maybe if I would you say fish, like, if you each fish year, like, a lot, a lot, like I do, you might get one or two a year if you're lucky, dude. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that 100%, dude. And that's that's trying to be out there and pattern all the right days and everything. Um, usually with me, <clears throat> it's usually like the shittiest weather days uh, during the spring and fall where it's where I have those days happen. Um, yeah, you do. Brett, so you are the guy that always smashes them in the nastiest weather. It's like know. they're just out there waiting for me when that happens. So it's like, I know. When I'm at work, when I'm <laughs> at work and those conditions are happening, dude, it's like I'm sitting there watching the trees fucking blow over and all this shit. And it's like I'm just sitting there like, oh, those bass are waiting for me. Yeah, they're biting yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, I was out there on all those days last year. And, dude, I got my ass kicked a bunch of the times when I was like, it was just all crazy windy, no bites, that's frozen cold, fucking boats full of water. Yeah, those are fun days. I love when it's windy, dude. Like, I love a bluebird sky with some wind. Like, a yeah, I love the wind. wind. I love that. Because I know they're going to be like, I don't know how to describe uh, it. Like, I, I know they're going to be tight to cover where you can 
throw at them, but also know like they're probably gonna not know that I'm here. Yeah, absolutely. I did this underwater video at one of my lakes I fish, and um, this That's lake nine underwater video or whatever you fucking call it. Yeah, and I um I recorded the sound and uh on usually when it's calm there, literally you could hear a boat start from like miles away, right? Yeah. This day it was pretty windy, dude. You all you couldn't even hear anything. It was just docks bouncing off pilings and ah, just all crazy sounding. And, and obviously, you know that's why it was good that day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, Love that wind. Me too. But yeah, it's crazy how much sound fucking trans um, goes through water. It's nuts. They can hear you talking and all that shit. I think that's why like uh, silent baits are so good. Yeah, yeah. I think, like I think they're. La- I don't think we give them enough credit for their lateral line. Like how much they can feel. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent with that. They like, they know your bait's there. Like you don't have to worry about them knowing it's there because they know it's there. They can feel it's there. You know, if they want to come get it, they're gonna come get it. Yeah, that's totally goes true because yesterday, dude, that wolf pack it was so cool. I spot him and just see him perk up and start swimming towards my HUD. That's fucking like a hundred yard, hundred feet away. You know what I mean? And they just started picking up speed for it, and all of a sudden I'm just waiting and just boom. <laughs> and I guarantee you, you what were you throwing the the sixty eight special? Yeah, and I was throwing it the opposite direction from when they were coming from, so they could have seen that fucker from a long ways away. You know what I mean? Felt or, it too. So my yeah. my point is, I'll bet you if you were throwing the standard six inch with that little toe, I bet you would they would have done the same thing because because they can feel that shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because of that lateral line. I used to. Throw I was like six-inch. barely barely crawling it on rock i found this really nice rock pile dude and i've been crawling the hud on there it's so fun i love that dude That's i've been best i used to throw the six inch in and uh in like muddy water and you would see fish come up off the bottom in like eight to ten feet and eat that bait yeah that's sick that was around like the 10. trout too that these fish are keen in on right now are all like fucking seven eight inches we caught a couple on jerk bait yesterday there's tiny tiny ones that they stocked Little tiny candy bars, dude. Damn. Yeah, Damn. it's a trip. But that was you, that was you huh, huh, Michigan boy? Yeah, I wish it was. Fishing for eight like, pound like I, strong fish. like I was telling Brent, it's supposed to snow here tomorrow, man. It's <laughs> 36 on Wednesday. Like, it's fucking shitty this year. So, like, last year when the pike fishing was super good in the rivers, there was uh, the suckers would push up to spawn. And, uh, like, like two weeks ago to a year, I was catching pike, and dude, we don't even have suckers in the river yet. Like they haven't even started to push up and spawn, which is absolutely wild. Like it, like right now, pike pike is closed for them to spawn, and they're not even up here to fucking spawn yet. So when they open, like in the fifteenth of April, it's gonna be a shit show because they're gonna still be up here spawning, and guys are gonna be down there fucking live line. They actually, they actually have seasons and protect those things. Yeah, so bass, yeah, and, and bass, like bass is just closed over winter into the spawn, but you can still catch them. But for some reason, Michigan gets a hard on for pike, and like you can't even target them. And so whenever I'm down at the river, I'm, I'm smallmouth fishing with, with a, with like a canine or with a taxi trot or whatever, just because if I say I'm pike fishing, I can get in trouble. But you know, if I'm gonna catch a pike, I'm gonna fucking take a picture with did it. You, so. Did you say bass fishing is closed as well? Yeah, but you can like, like you're, you're not allowed, allowed to, to fish for that. Bass. No, oh, it's cool. even worse in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, Minnesota, like like Phoenix, uh, Phoenix Pincher. He posted a video last year, of him like bat, like quote unquote catching bass out of season, and the DNR showed up to his house, and like you can't do that, dude. 
Holy gotta be shit, dude. Yeah, dude. And like, I don't understand. Like wow. here, you can fish form. It's just gotta be immediate release. But like pike, dude. It, like if you catch a pike, they're they're putting your head on a pike. Like they don't give a shit. Like you <laughs> did not target them for some reason. So it's like a seasonal deal, then, huh? For yeah. for all fish or whatever. Uh, yeah, they yeah. have like a season for everything, then. Yeah, which is kind of shitty to try to keep up with everything, honestly. Right. That's just that's. I mean. Is, is the pike wild. like your guys' state fish or something? Like, no, brook trout is. So I don't understand why we care so much about the, the pike. Yeah, the pike are probably natives, right? Yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah, and I don't understand. Oh, okay, like, that makes sense. And there's I, just I was under the impression they were a invasive species or something. So yeah, and I think I think there's Michigan is like such an okay pike fishery that the state kind of takes pride in that. And and they kind of they're they're trying to to keep it so we have like those fish I guess I don't know but like the problem yeah, is with setting with setting dates like that is like they only give a month they only give them a month to spawn and it oh he cut out the microphone just cut out they they uh they they have these hard dates set in place for these seasons and that's if the pike are spawning like that's if the weather right gives they don't even usually coincide on. with what's actually going yeah, on with the fish exactly and yeah. like this is the first year that i've been into pike fishing so i've been able to tell but like like i said i'm pretty sure they're it's going to be the tail end of their spawn if not the middle of the spawn by the time it rolls around and these fish are going to be shit out of luck because they're going to be getting kept by these guys who are catching them so i don't know it'll be interesting to see yeah that's oh, sounds so like they... too <laughs> So they keep oh, they, pike. Uh, are they good eating, or what's bear, the deal yeah, with pike? Like, like pickled pike. Pickled pike is pretty damn good. Okay, well, excuse my ignorant pike. I've just I've pike has been no, no, yeah, it's really ignorant too. It's honestly kind of a pain because they have those Y bones in their in like in the meat. So like you either have to be super good at cleaning them, or you just have to boil them like you do like pickle. Because when you when you pickle a pike, all the bones dissolve, and so you just you just fucking eat them like they're chicken nuggets. And and like I said, pickled oh, pike man. is like honestly really really good. Um, you just eat it straight out of the can like it's already cooked and everything, and and it just tastes like pickled pike, I guess. And it's it's really good. Like, is it like? So you eat you don't fry it or anything. You just eat it out of the can. Yeah, yeah. Eat it out of the can. Put it on a chip or whatever. Dude, oh, have you guys had canned fucking fresh canned salmon ever? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like eat things like that. that really much. Dude, that's like the best I think in my opinion. <laughs> uh, it was yeah, coconut. Canned salmon is good. It was like canned coconut. Yeah, it was really good. Yep. Damn, but anyway, so uh, kind of, well, actually, geez, just dropped my phone. We'll get started here. What was what was the fall bike fall bite like, you guys? Because last one, uh, Frank and I were the last ones to talk on like October, and so that was kind of kind of leading up to to the fall bite is what I've kind of noticed. So, uh, Brian, if you want to start, what was your fall fishing like into the into the beginning of winter? Uh, I'm glad you picked me because I didn't fish after October 9th. But, yeah, because that. Um, when did October you? I 9th, guess explain what you were doing rather than fishing. So I, I duck hunt pretty much full time when that comes. So, uh, but no I cast get and out. blast. No, no cast and blast. The lakes that you can duck hunt on here just aren't that good duck hunting. But <laughs> I mean, unless you want to shoot crap ducks. But anyways, I digress. I digress. Um, what were you saying that the lakes that you can catch bass on aren't very good for duck hunting? Yeah, they're pretty bad at pretty it. Pretty much that. No, you're missing out on a couple good ones, bud. <laughs> well, I'm not missing out. I just got permission somewhere better. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, oh, they Fair suck enough. for duck hunting, or they they suck for duck hunting or fishing. Duck hunting. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, they do suck. No, for no, duck no. Hunting. I was gonna say, so I know a lot of them you can duck hunt on that are pretty good for bass fishing. But yeah, so I uh, me and Stu went a couple times and caught some good ones just jig fishing. But that was literally just hey, it's we got an hour and a half to kill after work. Let's run to the lake. Uh, we caught some good ones. He actually did way better than me. As soon as he got his bass boat, I think he caught like a seven and then caught another seven like the same day. Uh, Damn. Yeah, because he's out there poaching the fucking spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell him about anything, dude. If he smells a bass there, he's going to fish for it. I know. And he's he, a fucking – he's cool. And, I like And him. he will catch it too. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like he He's not just going to sit there and fish for him. He'll catch him. Yeah. But, he's a gamer. Yeah, I love that dude. But uh, he gets back in June. But anyways, last year, yeah, I didn't really fish much. Yeah, last year he um came and met me out there a couple of times, and I sold him, I think, his first glide bait, and literally the fucking eight hours later, he caught an eight on it. Mm. Yeah, that yeah. was with Brian, wasn't it? No, no. Dude, I, I had so... just got back from turkey hunting. It was April 17th. <laughs> I remember the day. Dude, I, bet, <laughs> I was out there grinding. He just freaking makes a blind cast with the fucking S-waver eight-pounder. Yeah, that that will, that will get you kickstarted. No, no so there. first before that he facetimes me right. He catches like a three and a half, four pound smallmouth on it. Oh he's yeah, like, dude, that this thing was awesome. He's like, I watched it eat. He's like, I love these glide baits because we had he. So a little backstory about how me and him met. He was boatless for a little while, waiting for his kayak to get sent to him, and because uh, Old Town, I guess, was having like production issues or whatever, but. So I had my tiny boat at the time, which was like a 12-foot V-hole, and we were fishing this lake, and I got on this punching bite, and I was like, hey, man, you want to go? Like, he was at the ramp fishing when I got back one day. I was like, hey, let's go in the morning, and I forgot to charge my battery. We go in the morning, like third flip, I catch like a a four-and-a-half pounder, and he's like clued in because like he's like me and him are the only two people that really fish this lake that are really any good, but it gets a ton of pressure, but. I'd say any good, but like a lot of people there just throw a worm and that's it. But these mats came up and we we're anyways. And so my batteries die. We have to come back that evening. We come back that evening and we ended up catching like 24 pounds, like just punching. It was like the best, one of the best fishing days I've ever had to this day. And from then on, like we've been fishing together ever since. Bruised ribs and all. Dude. dude like, I used to know this military dude that fished that lake. He probably, he, um, he moved, but. Dude, he used to go there every night, catch like fucking twenty something pounds out of there with a chatterbait. Yeah, oh no, no, no! I know who you're talking about. Um, he's fishing out of a green nitro. No, that's a different dude. This dude was in a um kayak. He, it sounds like <laughs> Stu. No, I unless no, it wasn't Stu. This was about um four or five years ago. Oh yeah, it wasn't Stu then. I don't know. There was a couple people out there, like when I first got here, who fished it that were pretty good. But a uh, big is his like nickname is like Big Monkey. He moved, but he his son caught a nine pounder out of there. Careful, no we're way. in Washington here. Well, that was right. that was his nick. Like that was I don't want to say it's like his nickname. That was his username on Fishbrain. That's just how I knew who he was. Yeah, that's how I met that other dude was on Fishbrain. The one that was a long time ago. I was on Fishbrain. Um, Fish he was brain. on there. What the fuck? Dude, Fish Dude, Brain's awesome, on. man. 
What the fuck Dude. is fish brain? Is that that? Uh, it's a fish. Dude, it's right app. It's, Don't it's lie. A, Dude, I've never. What the? So is that that app that people blow up yes. with? Yes. Yeah. Is that yeah. One? Okay. That li- Yeah. That's why. Hey man, dude, don't you're not knock the blowing up every lakes, resource, okay? dude. Come on now. Yeah, you gotta like. That's how I figure out. By the time that long lake. Oh shoot. By the time that app got its prominence, I had already figured out what I needed to figure out on all those lakes. So everybody who's posting on those app on that app uh, on my lake is usually late for the party anyway. Lake, dude. Brent Davis notes to self: throw eight-inch Hiroshima glide bait. <laughs> okay. Make YouTube uh, video with three inch, three inch robo worm <laughs> on a drop shot. Yes, works every time. Well, hey, since we're talking about drop shots, I'm gonna tell you guys something serious. You guys might think I'm crazy, but um, dude, I'm gonna fucking fish more t- finesse this year, dude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I think I'm missing out on some good bites, dude. Oh, hundred percent, you are, dude. Like, do it, catch fish. No, I am. By I'm all means, catch right. fish, bro. He's like, he's saying like this. Me. He's like. By all means, you catch fish, be gay, but go ahead and catch fish. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm saying is don't be like me and not catch fish. Go catch fish and enjoy fishing because that's what fishing is about. <laughs> yeah. I get ignorant with it, dude. If it ain't if they ain't biting a jig, frog, punch, or swim bait, I'm probably not catching Hey, we want to catch them how we want to catch them, am I right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm the yeah. same way. I'm the same way completely, you know, and very stubborn. But at the same time... The thing with me is, like, if I get any feedback with, like, you know, I'll grab something like the spinning rod or something, and I'll make one cast and I'll put it back down because I'm just, like, no confidence in the thing. So I just got to lock that thing in, build more confidence in different um, techniques. Well, ultimately, if, if you're, if you're mixing us, both anyway. in, if you're mixing yeah, both like in, you're going to, it's going to result to you catching more fish uh, with well, some I mean, baits, too, because, I mean, you're going to be able to locate them and. Look at the guy's live scoping. I mean, That's a lot of those about. giant fish are caught oh, on, like, God. a tiny bait. Like, you ain't scoping. You're hoping. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I have a screen grab. Adrian Dominia sent, uh, sent it to me. No, he hasn't sent it to me yet, but I saw the screen grab of these fish eating trout like Chad. It's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Dude, I'm so pumped to be able to have Don't that. look at it. <laughs> Like yesterday, if I had the scope, I would have seen that wolf pack way off. I probably would have caught him before they see, even swam by the boat. You know what I mean? It's going to go down. Hey, man, if my papa saw me throwing a live scope, he'd roll in his grave. But well. I still might do it. So <laughs> I'd love to. I would love to. I just don't have enough longevity left in Washington to, like, justify going out and dropping the 1500 on it. You know what I mean? You don't need yeah. it, dude. You don't need it at all. You can still go out and kill them without I it. I want but it. That's the thing. It's something that I want to fucking I, – I want to mess with it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I want to get so dialed this year, it's not even, like, funny. Like, as soon as turkey season's over and I can, like – well, as soon as my turkey vacation's over, I can really focus on bass fishing. Dude, you got to start fucking grinding right now. It's time, dude. This week coming up – Oh, no, no. Yeah, I'm going to be fishing this week. It was time three weeks ago, dude. It's – uh, let's – uh, we should we should probably get back on topic and talk – Talk oh yeah, about crap! I totally forgot about stuff. that. Uh, oh, yeah. You're good. Uh, Frank, Frank, what what was your uh, yeah, what was your you, fall man. like? My fall was yeah. short lived, dude. It went. It, there wasn't even a fall to me. I got like maybe one or two decent trips. Um, the fish and then the fish event like moved so quick. It went into like November and it just went freezing. You know what I mean? 
So there was a dry and freezing. I'm yeah. really excited yeah. to hear Brent's fall because I saw a lot of pictures of Brent's fall. It wasn't that great. I had a good time, but it wasn't that great. Uh, I got back in touch with my soft bait game. That was the best part about it. But um, lost. I lost a really good fish, and that was pretty much the highlight of my fall. I caught a couple five, six pounders, but uh, it was that one fish that I lost. I I got like a a small glimpse of it as I came up and tried to bounce it into the boat, and it bounced off the gunnel and got off. And it was one of those days where I was underdressed, kind of underprepared for the conditions that were going on out there. It was cold as hell, and I just had a, a hoodie on. Um, my hands were cold, my face was cold, everything was cold, and I'm out there grinding the HUD. Just, uh, I got like probably two dozen bites, no shit, but I only caught two of them, and um, the rest of them were just like short striking it. So I got to the two. point where I came back through, and I, I was hitting this one little juice area, and I threw the HUD out there, and I was like, fuck it, since they're not hitting it, you know, since they're not actually eating it on that straight, slow grind retrieve, I'm going to change it up a little bit. And I threw it out there and drop it off this point down into this hole. And I'm dragging it up this, this rocky point. And uh, I give it like three or four quick cranks on the handle turn or on the real handle. And just three or four quick cranks and then back to a normal slow retrieve. And just boom, got hammered with it. So I set the hook and immediately knew that fish was big because it wasn't coming up. And I'm all cold and stiff, so I'm fighting this fish, and I get it up. And like I said, I tried to bounce it into the boat like a dumbass, and it bounced off the gunnel and through that uh, weedless 8-inch HUD. And I want to say that was prob- would have probably been the biggest fish I hooked all season, but they're always bigger when you lose them. So. What do you think it was? Like, Give me like a you know, guesstimate. Uh, it was, I want to say it was at least seven, but uh, oh. like it, it could have it been way bigger than that, dude, because it was – I, it was an, the 807 rod, and I jacked this fish, and I was grinding it up from, you know, 20 feet down or so, yeah. and this fish is this fish is just working me, working me, working me, and I'm cold, and I'm stiff, and my hand slips off the reel, so I have to reposition my hand, and I grab it, and just everything went bad. Everything went wrong. Um, I know the 807, too. That's not an easy rod to bend. No, it's a it's a pretty pretty stiff rod, so I felt like, yeah, just Did after you- that, I was so defeated, dude, like... I went out two or three more times after that, caught a couple fish that didn't even break three, and then November rolled around. I had a bunch of shit going on, um, so I did pretty much my my winter bite took a back seat. I had to do some work on the boat and get some stuff done around the house, but long story short, that's pretty much how my fall and winter bite went. Did you have uh, stock handles on your reel, or did you have like, a, like the big yes. knobs? So I had stock handles on my reel, and I was using the Abu, Abu Garcia Beast 40. And that reel has a tiny little crank handle on it. Sure. So, I, yeah. so uh, you can see the video. It's on my Instagram. Um, and I'm grinding that fucker in. And, it, it, yeah, it's just – so, anyways, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I actually – after that, it led me to upgrade to a, one of those Gomexis handles. Yeah. And it's like one of the oversized cranks. So, I'm wondering if that will give me a little bit more torque when I hook a big fish like that. And I'm trying to get it up from the depths. Dude, I was I was with a buddy uh, the other day, and we were just dicking around fishing the river. And he handed me his rod because he was snagged up, and he had he had some DRT knobs on there. And dude, I put that thing in my hand, and it's a it was a Daiwa Z twenty twenty, so it's not like it's a it's that's a pretty damn big yeah, reel. I don't know if you guys have ever seen one. Those. That's what I use for my glide baits, the Z twenty. Yeah, and so that thing 
And that's a stupid wheel. It's like stupid, stupid smooth, but it's like it's like overly fucking big. Like it seems like it's a massive reel. And uh he handed really? it to me. And the knobs on it, dude, the the DRT knobs, those things were fucking huge on that thing. I'm used to my little Corrado knobs, and I was like, damn, dude, like I feel like I'm like damn near holding a baseball if I'm trying to grab one of these fuckers. Weird. Yeah. Uh I don't think that I, reel's very big. No, the Z two really? hundred it's, like, it's actually so it's a it's a two hundred size reel. Five eight. Um yeah. it's a two hundred size reel, so realistically yeah, right. like, I'm it, small it doesn't guys. hold so I use that for my glide baits and it holds I think hundred and twenty ish yards. It doesn't hold that much line, but it fits really nice in the palm and it it's a workhorse. It performs really well. So I yeah, like that, that reel. Like tank of a reel, huh? Yeah, it, it is. Like, it's a really it's good really reel. It's really decisive to look at it because it's got that really long face, like face built on yeah, it. Like it does super look a little design. Like a hood. It's like a hood of a car almost. And don't get me yes. wrong. Like I, I've always wanted one of those reels. And now that I looked at it, I'm like, okay, yeah, I would, I would like, I'll get one still. But it would be like, it'd be a bigger glide bait reel. I think. I don't think I'd be fishing like one to four ounce baits on it. It would, it would no. probably be a bigger glide bait reel no, or it's, uh... like a soft bait reel. No, I uh, I have no problem throwing like two and a half to anywhere up to seven ounce baits on it. It it does just fine. It does feel a little little over encumbered when you're up yeah. in the six six seven ounce range, but it's it handles it just fine. The, it's got a really good braking system on it. Uh, it's all around. It's a really good reel. I like it a lot. It's it looks damn slick. Like uh, it's just it's got like a automotive look to it like it's got like the curves and in, in the it's like the a sports yeah. cars to it it does yeah like a japanese sports car it's like a supra yeah, yeah. or like, like a, a miata super, yeah <laughs> yeah i would say it's not like a miata that's like an aldebaran <laughs> oh yeah i wanted to add one more thing to my fall dude and we got to here boys <laughs> um dude i fucking i had one crazy day i was catching some good fish dude and i roll up to this dock and i'm throwing the tk and I swim the TK like under the dock and it just gets grabbed under the dock. And it's like, dude, I can't budge this thing, you know? And it's like, I'm, I'm thinking I got probably a state record on, you know, this is, it's in uh, about, about as long, you know, usually no matter, you're going to pull the fish out or you're going to see it. All of a sudden a fucking otter comes out with oh my, my God. <laughs> stuck in its paw and it's freaking out. It comes at me. <laughs> And then fucking goes back under the dock, gets up underneath the dock where the dock meets the shore, and I can just hear it blasting the TK against the dock, like, screaming. Then it swims out to the dock, underneath my boat, comes up the other side, and it's it's coming up like a baby gasping for air, or like a kid, like, drowning. And it keeps gasping. That's when I just cut the line. I said, fuck it, cut the line. (laughs) And I start chasing this fucker around. Dude, I've followed so, this thing around for like 20 minutes, dude, and, oh and I'm following it way up this creek, and finally it just jumps out of the creek and runs up into someone's backyard, fucking gone forever, dude. You posted a video of that, right? No, I never posted the video. I got the cast to cat. You, you sent, you sent me the video thing. So I remember seeing the video. I remember yeah. seeing the video, so I think you sent it to me. But that yeah, reminds me, real quick, I got to tell you guys about this. I don't think I covered it on the last podcast, but I was out night fishing last year. And uh, I'm throwing one of my little wood. It's this custom little wooden rat that my I had a buddy in Arizona make for me. And um, I'm out throwing this rat. And I like throwing the little wooden rat at night because I can bang it off anything and it's not going to blow up, right? So anyway, I'm fishing this rock riprap. 
and it's uh it's got a real nice gravel bottom and stuff so and it's on this point so it's just this textbook spot right i line up parallel to this rip wrap and i cast out there and i'm fishing the rat and it just feels perfect everything's going right and then all of a sudden this this gnarly splash and something grabs it and it was fucking heavy and then i noticed what it was whatever it was got out of the water I'm like, oh god, dude! And I look, I turn my headlamp on, and I look over there, and there's a fucking raccoon staring at me. And he jumps back. He jumps. He jumps into the water and takes off down the shoreline underneath the dock, and just fucking starts spooling me. And I'm like, just sitting there holding it, dude. I didn't think I. I thought I could could stop him with twenty pound line, but no, dude. He fucking off under the dock, goes under the dock, and then starts running up a tree. So at this point, dude, I'm like fuck and I, I i just had to give it a yank and break it off and uh i heard him scurry up the tree and that was it for my little wooden rat dude, <laughs> frank, you're lucky, dude. frank you're lucky that otter <laughs> didn't have one of those rocks because those fuckers carry rocks and they use them for like everything dude that fucker would have smashed your tk oh dude, i guess you didn't get it back no he got it anyways dude i i was like i felt bad for him dude it was an old yeah. grandpa otter he was like had gray hair all over his face and he was oh, no giant shit. he was a giant he fucked up he yeah. fucked up that day, dude. Yeah, and this lake that I'm fishing gets like it, w- it was getting salmon that was coming into it. So the otters were just working uh, the salmon, uh, you know? And yeah, it was it was not a cool situation at all. I lost one of my favorite TKs, and then I also um, you know, hurt the otter a little bit. An animal. Yeah, it sucks yeah. ass, dude. Sucks yeah. ass. So that it was crazy though. It was it was, it was nuts, dude. The thing acted like a kid <laughs> drowning. Oh my god, fuck. <laughs> hey, did you see like did you see like uh like freaking home alone like everybody start turning their lights on around like on the lake or <laughs> Oh no, there was people dude, catch this out. There were two different families on docks like a couple docks away that seen it all go down. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, they were just like, "Wow, what was that?" These people are so clueless to They're what checking their kids. Like, is everybody here? <laughs> you can just fucking drown one of our kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah yeah that was fucked up i hope that never happens again I've, i had an otter one time when i lived on um when i lived on the lake i had one grab my canine and then and then let go of it underwater luckily it was like right at my feet and that's the only time yeah, I at last spring too one came up and and grabbed one of my bass glides and it caught a hook for a second like i think it it bit the hook because it came up and grabbed the bait and let go and when i brought the bait back the hook was like scratched up and the the barb was crimped i don't know how the hell it would have crimped the barb but yeah i had fucked that he's hook not up. his first rodeo sonny he's about to be <laughs> these otters around here dude Dude, these otters are next level. Nah, they're those Seattle otters, dude. They fucking Fenny and Fenny and everything else. (laughs) (laughs) There's some smart otters, though, dude. I watched this one that lived in the lake, and he would just wait all day long until everybody cleans all their trout. Because all these the stalkers, everybody sits at the launch and catches trout all day. And then they clean them right there. And then he comes out by a dark and just eats all the guts. That's fucking smart. Better than Wise. trying to take on a TK. Yeah, he's, he's smart. He's <laughs> yeah. Imagine, imagine you're about to get your one meal of the week, right? And it's just Frank's TK. <laughs> dude, and I was just ripping on him, too. It was a fight, dude. I was you, you grab this TK, and Frank gives you the <laughs> gives you the <laughs> business with a hook set, dog. <laughs> oh, fuck. 
Dude, we were fighting, dude. It was gnarly. <laughs> dude, I guess better a TK than a K9. Like like that steelhead yeah. K9 you have? Like, it could have been worse, I guess. Absolutely. Ooh. I have way more TKs yeah. than K9, so that was a good thing. Damn, God, that's crazy, dude. That's so shitty. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll move forward. Brian, what did you do this winter to kind of keep yourself occupied if you weren't able to go go bass fish by the sounds of it? Well, Sonny, I did one thing, and that was kill ducks. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I just got a mojo today. My, uh, my cousin got me a mojo for Christmas. So I just really? saw him since Christmas. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. What, when you got it for you? No, you no, no, my other cousin, my other cousin. Oh, oh, I was going to say, that's a really, like, thoughtful gift if she got you a mojo. No, no, my, my other cousin. <laughs> oh, shit. I can personally attest to this guy put a dent in the local duck population this last winter. There's less ducks flying around here. I can friends, per- friends, like, I don't see any fucking ducks at the golf course anymore. <laughs> They're gone, dude. They're what do you do gone. with all those damn ducks, dude? I eat, them, I eat them and I give them away. I put a lot They're of them. They're not that good eating, them. dude, are they? Also, uh, dude, I'm not eating trash. I don't shoot trash ducks, so yeah, they're good. So there's like different food. different ducks when they have different they eat different yeah, stuff. They, yeah, they yeah, different. yeah, yeah. So like yeah, divers, so you have divers and they eat like uh, you fish, have fish mollusks and, and yeah, and mussels. And those taste like yeah, they taste like trash. But you eat like uh, mallards and widgeon. Widgeon, ah, widgeon, so, grind up. So a greenhead is that a good is that a good duck to eat? Oh, it's the best one. Really? Because I heard uh, – so I heard there's a, another guy I know who does duck hunting around here, and he's like, dude, I will not shoot a greenhead because I've seen those really? motherfuckers – I've seen them swimming around in the sewage ponds around here, and there's no damn way I'm going to eat a bird that's been su- swimming around and eating out of the sewage <laughs> listen, pond. Listen, Bubba, you show me someone that ain't going to shoot a greenhead, I'll show you someone who can't call it a greenhead. Okay, so wait, wait. So is a greenhead a mallard? What's a greenhead? That's, that's a mallard. Okay, okay. And yeah. that's like your typical average duck that like the the green headed male and the brown female that that's the one you see at every park. Yeah, yeah. That's okay, okay. And those are the good ones. Yeah, those. And then you got pintail. They got like a chocolate head, and I mean the, the pintail. They got like a long tail. And they whistle. And so please tell me you're out there shooting those little black fuckers that are all over the spot in October and shit and November. Oh, you They're all about over. The 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 comrades. Comrades. No, 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 no. Oh, oh you mean coots? <laughs> The coots. Oh, yes. Coots? Kill as many of them as you can, please. Legally. No, the coots are good. Coots are good. It's the comrades you don't want. No, no. Yeah, the comrades are bad. Dude. They no, the eat. coots just piss me off because they, they're always like racing me to my next spot and shit because they're always around the grass. <laughs> always like, dude, no, always, dude. dude. Dude, so one thing back home, and I'll say this, and they do it here too. So whenever I was back home, the coots eat – uh. They eat milfoil and hydrilla. So yeah. on Chickamauga, whenever you find a bunch of like coots around, it's because there's milfoil or hydrilla. And so the bass they're are there too. Fish out, right? Yeah. 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 They're down, they're down they there pushing fresh, bait yeah. around. And the carp, the carp and the coots here do it too. Like, especially the carp. That's the main one here. Like, if you see carp busting, dude, throw at them. Because every single time I throw at carp, especially, they're not really prevalent in the lakes on our side, but like over east at like potholes and stuff. Oh, yeah. Dude. There's more carp there than I've ever seen in my entire life. And yeah. Dude, it's not as, it used to be worse, dude. I can't imagine be it being worse. Because the thing is, these aren't like three-pound carp. These are like 30-pound carp. And they're in school yeah. like, oh, 400, 500 of them. And they'll just swim under your boat. Like, oh, there's you know, lakes over carp. there where the entire shoreline is erupting with carps during their spawn. Literally, the entire, the entire shoreline around the entire lake is just – 
erupting with carps. They're splashing up shallow and yeah. fucking. But the bass, the bass eat right there. Like the bass are right there. Well, yeah, they do. Eating. Dude, if those carp thumped a jig, dude, I would strictly fish for them, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. those. Dude, I yeah. had one suck a jig up at potholes, like eleven or twelve pounders straight, and just like smoked my reel, dude. I had the reel fucking crank down with sixty five pound braid, and that thing just got roasted. Dude, we need to make a potholes trip. Like we need to get like Blake and Corey together. And get the gang out and just go to like out east somewhere and just camp. Yeah, I'm going in like two weeks. I'm going over there. Uh, I'm going to spend a couple days fishing and I'm seeing some family. So if anybody's got time in like two weeks, uh, I'm heading out the Friday of the 14th. Um, taking the little boat too. So I'm going to go hit some small water that's kind of overlooked. All right. Oh, right on the crowd. Yeah, my dad's been getting a little oh, antsy yeah. to go out. So I'll probably be over there soon. Hell yeah. Your dad lives out east? Yeah, he lives in. Um, um, right by Ellensburg. Oh, right on, dude. That's sick. Yeah, that's sick. Eastern Washington's yeah. cool. He's that got. He just got a um, new hummingbird 360, and he's got all kinds of stuff he wants to go and play with. So we're gonna mess around with that shit. Oh, right on. So yeah. when the hell is uh, Mr. Adrian Scales and Tails coming to Washington? Because dude, I need to do it. This point. I need to do it. I got. Well, I wasn't expecting to go to Texas for that show, and then it kind of fell in my lap. Just smexious, dude. Come on. Yeah. Dude, the next, good, the next What's a 10 pounder? But I would say to come out <laughs> here would be in August. That's like my favorite month to fish in Washington. Yeah. August. That's when I caught my biggest I don't know. fish last year. March, April's pretty fucking good too. It's fun, but I've caught more I catch more big fish every single year in August. That's just that's it just must be the way I fish or something because I I typically oh, suck. It definitely lines up a lot better for our style of fishing. Um, but there's there's a lot of opportunity, and especially April to May uh, around here. There's a lot of fish that haven't quite spawned yet. But it gets weird because you get the spawning fish, and they're not going to touch a swim bait. But uh, yeah, then get, it gets it gets tough when all the fish aren't doing the same program. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're all split up. Yeah, when you know you want to be up shallow looking at the fish that you can see, but you know the fish that are up a little bit or out a little bit deeper are probably going to be a little more bitier. It's 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 tough, but but that's the thing though. Like another thing with the here is like I've noticed some. I've had I've seen them spawning in like late July. Like dude, I see them spawn in August, dude. Late August, hundred percent. Yeah, 100%, yeah. Dude, last year because like here, like I know yeah. in June last year, I don't think I ever saw the water get above sixty eight. You know what I mean? Like. It they will, don't dude, necessarily spawn. Get it, they don't have to it'll spawn. It'll just skyrocket. The water temperatures, all of a sudden, you know, you get a couple of days warm, and the fish want to go spawn, dude. And then, like, last year was was a shitty shitty spawn, from, um, I thought, because it got warm, and then it got cold forever, and those fish didn't want to do anything. And then, finally, they were, like, in this weird mode last spring, you know? Then, finally, yeah. a bunch of them spawned, but... And it was all gonna, Are we going to do any shell fishing while I'm out there? Do I need to get the shell fishing license as well? No. <laughs> Uh, if you're up for it, let's fucking go, dude. I'm all about clamming. Let's go surf. Oh, That's what we need to do. Dude, I got limited time, dude. I'm trying to spend it catching donks. Uh, <laughs> oh, exactly. He's speaking truth because, yeah, I'd rather be fishing. I'd rather be fishing for bass. Oh, damn. You guys are cheap. Three-day license out of state is only 35 bucks. Not bad. That's no, not bad. Get way more. Yeah, I thought so, too. I remember when I went to Oregon, it was like fucking way more. It's like sixty, I thought, for a three day or something. Yeah, I was like in Minnesota, you out of state. Got to join like the military. Got to sell your soul. I get that. I get that resident license there. 
Yeah, dude, I was just looking where was the non-resident uh, active military is 20 bucks for three-day. That's not bad. Half no. price. Dude, the one bonus I noticed with the military, dude, is you guys have access to all these super sick, like, campground areas where you have to be military to go into them. I ran into it in Arizona. And bases, Frank. <laughs> what? So those are called bases. <laughs> no, no. They weren't bases, dude. There's this, these places you had to be military to rent them. No shit. Yeah, no, he's not kidding. We have some of them on, uh, they're on the corner of American, you know, Little American. They wouldn't even, oh, okay, yeah, they wouldn't yeah. even rent me a kayak. I wasn't in the military. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, we, we don't, don't want your money. Reynolds on the lake. Like, nah, get fucked. Yeah, that's a, it's exactly the same thing in American. Like all those, like all you'll see them. They're like a twelve foot, fourteen foot lunge with like a Yamaha on them. All yeah, those boats you see out there, those are all rental boats from the Northwest Adventure Center. That's yeah, where that's I buy cool. my licenses and stuff. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is, it's cool. Damn, that's it crazy. Cool. They're those are good folks. I mean, they're kind of clueless when it comes to fishing, but they're good folks. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. You know, keep it all to you guys for your guys' availability. I was just pissed that day. Oh no, I don't. I don't blame you. Personally, <laughs> I think you should be able to just come on a base. I don't think any. I don't think there should be any like any base restriction because they have as many cri- criminal soldiers as they do people. <laughs> yeah, but you yeah, don't. But they got to. Yeah, they got to have some sort of some some sort of filter to keep the crazy fucking Seattle people out of there. Oh, you'd be if you know what I mean. You'd be surprised, bro. I maybe I would. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your word for it, man. I'll take your word for it, bro. This Woodford is good. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Yeah, what? I, know, I guess I'm, I'm, we haven't we haven't really announced what everybody's drinking. What's everybody drinking? Brian's drinking some Wood Woodford Reserve. He said. Gold, Frank, label. gold label. Oh, gold Me, label. I'm drinking space dust, dude. I keep it simple. That's Elysian. <laughs> Bro, yeah, I, I can't drink the IPAs. Stuff. And you know who makes fun of me for not drinking IPAs? Blake. Yeah, that's who <laughs> they, Blake and Corey are who got me into them, dude. But I, I, I will say this. I tried a uh, contact haze. I love them. No, yeah. I hate those ones. Dude, contact I love the contact haze. haze. That uh, sounds like a fucking weed strain. I don't hate it, but I, it's not a favorite at all. I haven't had space dust. Um, it's kind you of. Haven't had space place. dust. Is, no, is space dust the one of the hop blowing like the blowing like the yes, universe yes. out of his mouth? Yes, it's the one. Yeah, it's the one I was drinking do last you, time. Do you Ron. even get that shit over in Minnesota? Michigan? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's here. That's how I knew oh, what it was. Elysian. Oh uh, no, we just have that space dust stuff. Like I've had it's, it before. It's from Elysian. It's Elysian space dust, but. Yeah, I went out with a local brewery because they do a. Only thing they sold in Arizona was like Bud Light, fucking Coors Light, (laughs) freaking right up my alley, son. I love me a Yellow Belly. Yeah, I was like, "Where's my IPAs at?" They didn't have any of them. See, I'd never gotten to the IPAs, and I had three of them one time, and I was like, "Wait a minute, I get it." Yeah, now you know you're missing. (laughs) I get it. Dinner IPAs, bro. Dinner and drink. But the hangover ne- the next morning can be fucking mean. Yeah, you gotta keep oh, you it what, down. You can't be you drink some water with that shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm drinking. I'm drinking a dark mild ale right now, some triple crown brown, and uh, it's like a Guinness, but a little Ooh, bit more coffee good. notes. And it yes, pretty good. I love that kind of shit. That sounds good. Right like now, I'm having this. Uh, I'm on uh, cut water lime margarita number. No. This, this you is and that almost, tequila, my guy. 
Yo, cut hey, waters these... are something else. Bro, they're 12.5% each can, and they're just like standard little like 12-ounce cans or whatever. So you have two or three of these, dude, and, and you're good. You have dude. four of them, and you're you're, Listen. you're going to sleep. Listen, so around. I got sent to Hawaii to teach this class for the army equipment I work on. And I got there and they had broken the equipment already. So there was nothing to teach. So I just had five days in Hawaii to kind of do whatever I wanted. I didn't have a rental car, so I couldn't go fishing or nothing like that. I tried, though. But uh, at, and at Hawaii, they have these things called ABC stores and they're everywhere. Yeah. Literally every block has an ABC store. I would walk into the ABC. I go to work for like an hour. I just do nothing. And then do the I bare minimum. I'd sign my name on the papers. <laughs> yeah, I sign my. I literally sign my name on the class roster, and then go get me, go to the ABC store. Get the four pack of Cutwater Mai Tais. I go drink those Mai Tais on the on the Waikiki Beach or the Waikiki Strip, and then I walk back to the hotel. Everyone be like, "Hey, where are we going for dinner?" And then we go to dinner, and I use the government's money. To get me an actual mai tai and some chicken wings every night, dude, it was Ooh. awesome. I'm talking about living the dream. That's the best deployment I ever been on, son. <laughs> yeah, I was on right, tour. It's like thank, thank you for thank me for my service, <laughs> dude. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it makes up for all the fucking death ass days you guys have, though. Right, oh, dude. Yeah, six to twenty. Yeah, crazy, but um. Where, what's our next fucking topic? Let's get this um, get on. Oh, yeah, we're so off up. Yeah. Um, oh, what you guys did? We do what we did over the winter. Brian shot ducks. Oh, oh no, plans. we got we got side trucked over that over that. Yeah, Frank, I, what did you? What did you do? Over over I caught an otter. Fucking Brant caught a couple, and then um, fucking Brian, he just duck hunts in the in the winter. Frank, or, did you do any steel in the winter? Oh, I hardly fished at all during the winter. I did, I did a lot of target shooting and shit, but yeah, I hardly fished at all during the winter. Frank did a bunch yeah. of steelhead fishing though. No, Tell us about I mainly that. worked all winter long, and it was miserable, cold and shit here this year. Probably not that bad compared to you guys, but it sucked. And then, so that was not very fun. Like mentally, not going, being able to go fishing, that was rough. But uh, for the birds, January, February, dude, started getting into steelhead. My steelhead season. Um, didn't start off that good, dude. I lost like fucking four steelhead, my first four steelhead in a row this year. Oh, jeez. I was I was fishing this little slot hole, and you'd hook them, fucking and they just brutal. fucking saw you off right on the shelf. And every one of them fucking saw me off that night. I was so pissed. I hooked like four in like an hour. Fucking that lost son it. of a bitch. <laughs> but um, after that, dude, it was a good steelhead season for us. We didn't get to fish a lot, but the days we did go, we caught some really nice ones, so it was a lot of fun. And it was Hell pretty yeah. this year. It snowed out there a lot. Yeah, it was rad. I got to fish with um, this dude, Logan, that I met up there last year. Fucking, We went and fished a couple rivers together, and it was fucking sick, just bouncing ideas off each other. and It was a lot of fun, man. That's so sick. Yeah, it was dope. I love it up there. It's like, it's awesome. Being on the river is something special, that's for sure. Where he's talking about, like when he says up there, though, is the Olympic Peninsula for those listening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess we say Fucking paradise. Paradise, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, except for bass fishing. There's not as much bass water, but there's a ton of anadromous water up there. Yeah. Literally, every little stream's got some sort of steelhead or salmon in it. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, they're like, dude, the steelhead that we're fishing for are on the um, ESA list, and they're talking about not even having seasons like next oh, year. Oh, shit. 
Yeah, it, it, it's nobody really knows. Um, Fuck at this yeah, point. At this point, man, it's like shut it. We we need to shut it down for a couple of years because how was how bad it's so been going, all, dude. dude. I don't I don't think they need to shut it down because get rid it's, of it's just been so bad, dude. It's, it's so complicated, dude. It's so complicated. Oh, I know. We don't even. But I mean, the way the reason I say we don't need to shut it down is we need to. Springs wants to fish. <laughs> no, that not that. But you got all these people like their, their fucking families live off of that shit. You know what I mean? So you kill a fishery, and now you have Entire all these communities. People. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like it's not like they eat the fish to survive. It's the guiding. It's the exactly. Yeah, the revenue from the restaurant in the town. You know what I mean? Like it's all yeah, these other it's commercial things, fisheries. Hotels. Yeah. Yeah, when dude, when steel season's cracking, you can't even get a fucking hotel room in these cities. You know what I mean? It's like there's boats everywhere. It's insane. It's and it's not and it's beautiful out there, dude. It's like yeah. I wish like everyone has the opportunity to come see that at least once in a lifetime. It's so cool. Such yeah. a unique environment. Yeah, nowhere um else like it in the world. You know, it's got a rainfor um it's got the rainforest up there. It's insane the way the rivers are shaped and stuff. You, if you just look at the map, you can look at them and be like, holy shit. They leave major footprints. It's cool. Yeah. yeah cool. Dude, that's like, fucking oh, sick. Man. Yeah. It's dope. Washington is dope. A lot of it, like, I say this as someone who, like, doesn't come from here. But, like, Washington, like, is literally everything you could want as a sportsman. But the you just have to deal with the ecosystem that is Seattle running the entire state. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a hard bullet to bite, dude. I I'm like Yeah. Dude, I'm feeling like moving out of here honestly. I was like I like Arizona so much when I was down there. I'm gonna I wanna go down there. Frank calls me a couple weeks ago and he's he's talking about moving and stuff and then he's like, what what are jobs out by like you? Like what 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 are jobs like out there? And I tell him he's like, oh yeah that's cool and then he's like but I really like Arizona <laughs> Yeah, it's it's it'd be cool because I've I've never really got to um, spend a significant amount of time out in the desert area, and just the fishing there was like so rad to me. I mean, it's different, so it's gonna be awesome. You know what I mean? And then you got yeah. you got Mexico by you that you could fish out of. I don't know. I think I need to pull the trigger. Could you could you imagine if California wasn't like same situation that we have? I know. Dude, I, California. I'm from California. California I'm gonna be agree. The idiot, dude. I love California. Every time I've ever been, I've loved it. Yes, yeah, dude. California is insanely sick. The fucking beaches and everything. You guys, but, uh, you guys going to Toxic Day at the end of June? I'm trying to. Yeah, I I'm wanted to go to the last one, so I'm trying to make it down there for sure. I think I. No, I got You or Phil? Some some about that. If the plane ticket's cheaper for you or Phil to go to like up here, I'm. Yeah. I think I'm going. I'm almost positive I'm going. So yeah, I'm trying to take my boat. If I go down there, I want to take. But I don't know. We'll see if I have all my shit dialed in. Yeah, if, I can't if, make it yeah. this year. I got a got a vacation plan for July, so I won't be able to take vacation for June. Yeah, I am gonna take like four days uh, and go down there. Leave the day early and then come back that whatever Monday. I'm trying to go down there. And hit like all those um, Oregon lakes on the way on the ocean side. You mean like ten mile in them? Yeah, check those and then go down, hit the delta or like hit Clear Lake Delta. I, I mainly just want to do the Clear down. Lake and the Delta. Yeah, that'd be sick. So I want to do. 
I think, yeah, I, I want to go. Don't get me wrong. I've had a bunch of people tell me that I should come. Um, I've got people in California that, that let me stay with them and stuff. And I'd like to. It's, it's, it's fucking expensive to fly into California. I know, like, I've t- Brian and I have talked about it. And I don't know, like, I don't know, man. It's, it's like, well, I looked and it was, I think, like 800 bucks. And I was like, holy shit, dude. Like, I'm paying that much. I'm paying less than that for a round trip to Fork for two people. I'm like, damn. Like, Well, check and, see what it is, check and see what it is to come into, like, PDX or anything. Yeah, yeah. I was about or, to. Uh, or uh, SeaTac. Yeah, it should be, like, I think it'd be, like, 250 bucks. 350 bucks probably the most round trip. But maybe C-Tac they went the price good. going up or something. You know? Well, it's June, too, you got to think. Why? Well, yeah. Season. Yeah. What do we? So, yeah. what was the next topic? I think it was like, what's the spring outlook or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, Brian, what do you what do you have planned for the spring? Whether like new techniques, new baits that you want to fish, new lakes, what new boats, whatever, whatever it may be. So, uh, I guess I'll go last at first. New boats, not really. I kind of rebuilt my John boat to, um, but I'm very simplistic with my boat, dude. Like as long as it has a deck and a trolling motor, um good to go like i i care more like the lakes here are so small um you don't even really need a, a motor for most of them but i got really lucky on facebook me and frank were talking about this i got really lucky on facebook and found a, a race motor for that boat <laughs> and dude, that thing sounds good dude listen i hit listen this is not a joke i so when i was practicing for capacity i made boat trails Holy. so i could run yeah and I hit 27.9 with two people, a full live well, and a full tournament load. Oh. Dude. Damn. 27.9. Dude, time out. I don't know, like, what the big deal, like, flying to Seattle is, but literally all, like, the first 20 flights that pop up, there's, like, I'd fly out of Michigan at, like, 647, and I'd get to... I'd get to Seattle at like 10:23 a.m. Like what the fuck? <laughs> There's this one for 144 bucks. I'd leave at 7:50 p.m. out of Grand Rapids, and I'd show up to Seattle at 12 in the morning, uh, with a seven-hour layover in Denver. That's fucked. Yeah, dude. Would, what the hell? I wouldn't want to do that. But I'm fuck. I mean, for 144 bucks, I mean, shit. I'll buy a space blanket. I'll sleep in a terminal. <laughs> <laughs> But no, oh, so yeah. I guess uh, I guess for my spring outlook, like things I'm gonna do different this year, I'm gonna go bigger with my baits. So instead of 68, I'm throwing an eight inch. Uh, jigs, I'm going all you know mauler, and I really just want to get like a really like I hate to say like get greedy and not, like say I want like a ten. I really would love a ten pounder. Don't get me wrong. And I think I'm, I think I'm, I got the lakes here to do it. And I've found, I've found those fish, like specifically those fish to target, but I don't want to get greedy and say, that's what the goal. I'd love in a seven or eight to just cap off like living in Washington. And uh, yeah, I guess I'm just going to go bigger, throw more soft baits. Bigger, bigger baits. Yeah. Bigger baits. And, uh, and, um, Throw the 250 a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Except not better necessarily. not be throwing that on my lake, boy. <laughs> I don't need to. I got 
one that starts with an A and one that starts with an S right outside the door, five minutes away. <laughs> yeah, those are like, you're lucky, dude. You guys are all lucky, dude. I have to drive 40 minutes, 45 minutes to an hour to any good lake, dude. I don't have any good lakes that are close like that. And by good so, lakes, yeah. everyone's like, looks at everyone in Washington like that knows where Frank's lives. Like, man, you got this one right there. But go there and catch a five-pounder, and I'll give you $25 and a handshake. <laughs> exactly. 100%. I agree. Yeah. Dude, that lake used to have giants, dude. What the hell's up with that thing? Oh, it hooked, still has I hooked, them. It still I hooked has a them. giant. No, it doesn't have them like there. it used to, dude, because I used to catch them all the time. Now I don't. Right. That's what and I'm saying, better, though, is it still has them. It's just there's probably old fucking – there's probably a few old fish like that one still. one person catching one over six out of there last year. The year before, I know what I was telling four. you. Remember what I was telling you? The last big one I saw out of there was uh, your buddy, and that was what? Two years Two, ago. three years ago? Like, yeah. By being yeah, I mean, over six. I will so. say this. This is an interesting thing. So on Chickamauga, like when I was living there, it was blowing up. Um, it's like it used to be like the best big bass lake in the south. It like the same thing that happened to Ivy happened ten times more at Chickamauga because it was a tournament lake. So like, and like you'll notice there's no tournaments on Ivy because there's nothing there. But what happened there? Those fish are still there. And my buddy Caleb Bell. He's a guide now. He does live bait trips. He'll go down a bank with the artificial and show his clients. He'll be like, look, and they'll catch like 18 pounds, right? They'll go back down that bank with a live gizzard shad, and they'll catch like 40 pounds. So those fish are still there. They just won't bite. Huh. Yeah, that's it. That's probably what's happening. Damn. Damn. I don't know, figure out how to make him bite. You know what? The live scope will fucking zap him into biting, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking yeah. live scope magic, baby. Oh, Frank, and one more thing you... to add. One yeah, more thing yeah. to add. If you ain't scoping, you hoping. Josh Jones, baby. JJ. But one thing, one more thing I got to add is I got to fish with everybody that I've talked to about fishing since I got here. Except <laughs> me, motherfucker. What are you talking about? You and Frank are in this is in the same boat. I just like it's just hard to find time, man. Oh, you you have to. I thought you said you did get to. I was gonna say <laughs> no, no, no. I said I'm going. to. I've been trying that's, to get you out that's since a last resolution. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's I've like been wanting to fish you too, dude. You got your your fucking short game. You know, is my on short point. game. Oh, you yeah. talking about you talking about the you're short shorts? You're fishing shorts, dude. You're styling, dude. You could you could roll my on my boat, dude. Oh yeah, dude. You know how it is. Yeah. If shorts yeah. go my below your be knees, and my wife would be hundred percent in support of it because you'll be you'll be attracting all the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> my wife. No. Terrible dad joke. <laughs> Terrible dad joke. For me, dude, it's just like you gotta you gotta you know have style if you're gonna be rolling out. You know. I always say. I'm just picture. kidding, dude. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> there's a picture. If you go back and look at. It's not on Instagram anymore. But when I was like 10 years old, dude, I was fishing every day. I had nothing else to do. And I'd roll up to the pond, dude. I'd have my Sperry's on. I'd have my Nike crew socks. My short shorts with the PFG shirt tucked in. You were just flossing at a young age. Huh? Dude, I look like... I look Dutton like... Nothing on them, dude. Oh, dude, you had no idea. God, this Hershey bar is so good. Damn, I couldn't have been oh, that. I wish I, I could have been that cool. Fish. Dude, that makes me happy. One, one more hut in this fucking box. He's good. 
Franklin, what are your what are your plans for this spring? Me? Yeah. Um, live target, catch, baby. <laughs> I want to catch. No, I don't. I still need my LVS thirty four transducer, dude. I'm not dialed yet. I'm trying to get it together, dude. Money's been tight, but uh, I want to catch a six pound smallmouth. I think that like I've been wanting to do that for a while, so maybe spend a little bit more time doing that. Um, I want to do a musky trip this year. I just want to do um, some different stuff and also um, focus strictly on a couple spots this year. I got to fish a lot of shit last year. And um, yeah, I think I'm going to spend a little more time in a couple areas that I found last year. Some super secret spots, dude. No pictures of them. None of that going down. Oh, shit. Incognito. Is going dark type shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. But yeah, definitely. I got a couple gems up my sleeve. Hopefully, I can um, figure them out because they're fucking tough. You got any new baits or anything you're excited about? Um, yeah, I got the um taxi trout, dude. Oh shit, yeah, yeah, dude. Hell I've been yeah! Looking at that bait for a minute, and um, it's pretty sick. The water's a little cold. I noticed, and uh, I I feel like Vic's baits swim better in warmer water. Like just from what I've seen, I don't know about all this baits, but. It swims sick right now, it, but um, it's gonna be fun. The warmer water just blasting, cutting that thing. So I'm excited yeah, about that. Pretty damn fun bait. Yeah. But um, what else? I, what other baits do I have? Um, my tag has got a pike dude stuck in it. Um, Bob from um, Red Top Worms, dude. He's making this bigger gill, and that thing's just been tied on every trip. Like I'm like trying to get. It's going to be my first top water. It's going to bite of the year. It's going to come on that thing for sure. This oh, what's his name? Uh, Gene has a, uh, a perch oh, yeah. glide coming out. And oh, yeah, yeah. That Gilmatic. Dude, his the perch glide look is what I'm is, – is so sexy. Yeah, dude. His fucking hard baits, dude. Yeah, my buddy um, Corey Durkin, he has um, the Gilmatic, and I was fishing it the other day. That bait's sick. Super sick. I want to get one for sure. But, uh, yeah. Brent, what about you? What do you got planned for this spring? Uh, pretty much business as usual, man. Um, I don't really have any new baits that I'm trying to fish. Uh, I've got a couple of soft baits, but uh, not really trying to fish anything new. It's just kind of trying to continue sticking to the plan that I've had for the last year or so and hopefully get that double man i'm real close i can feel i'm real close all the lakes i'm spending most of my time at have those fish and you know i've seen them and interacted with them and potentially hooked up with them but uh yeah i just got it my plan is to execute get out there and execute good and just kind of clean up my game and refine my techniques even more and that's pretty much it so yeah, boring man. answer to me. <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that yeah it's crazy going out every day going out then when i go out and like just like thinking to myself dude this could be the dime right now you know it's that's what it's all about dude exactly yeah, man i can't wait to get out this week oh yeah yeah man. i'm desperate to get out right now i didn't make it out at all last week or this last weekend and things are starting to really pop off around here we got water hitting the upper 40s, low 50s, and some of the warmer lakes. So desperate to get out there because I know fish are waiting for me. It's just right. things, just life has made me put fishing on the back burner for a little bit. But I think they, um, 
I, I think another thing, since we're on the topic of like water temperature, uh-huh. and yeah, I got I saw this past weekend, I don't <laughs> think I don't think it matters as much as we think it does. It no. doesn't. No, no, it's, it's, exactly no. it does I, not. I like. I I was watching it this weekend. It's, I was watching everybody's footage. I was thinking of my own, you know, in my head what happened. Like, I think there comes a time in the spring, right? And you you know it. And right now, if you drive down to the street, you drive to your local like little town center or whatever, and they got cherry trees. They're all blossoming. It's cold, yep. but the trees are all yep. blossoming. Like the dog was a blooming. Everything is spring. The days are yep. longer. You know what I mean? Just because the temperature isn't there, these fish, I don't think they can help themselves. Like, yeah, I agree 100% no, with that statement there. because I. I've seen this play out time and time again, year after year, and it's the same. Yeah, it's you'll have lakes that are in the low 50s, and the fish that are in the lakes that are in the mid to high 40s are in the same exact part of the phase of moving up. I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 just you know I think it more has to do with photo period and you know time of day, which I guess is the same thing kind of, but so you know time length of day. Length of day. Um, it's all dependent on the light, dude. It's, that's what everything is dr- um, drugged by, you know? And yeah. Uh, yeah, like yesterday, dude, I'm seeing the water was 44 degrees in this cove I was in. And I was just like, went going through it. And, you know, they're fish up in seven foot of waters. Or actually probably shallower. The ones I've seen were like six foot of water. Did you say they're 44 up, degrees? 44 degree water temperature. Holy they're moving shit. around hunting in wolf packs. Yeah. Fucking like craziness. Yeah, moving around very quickly. Like 44 last year is when I started to catch a lot of fish on a TK. Um, and it was like 40 to 44. Like we were, we were smashing fish on the TK, dead walking it. Yep. And it, dude, the water here is still only like 35, 36. Like it's still, wow, still pretty cold, wow. pretty chilly. Yeah. 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 Mid yeah. to high 40s to me is go time. That's when it's, it's almost like. like- Time to get in serious. Time to start getting serious. This is one of those like what's really weird about this state is like the water like, and I can say this because I've like lived in other states. But the thing about the other states that I've lived in where the water still gets cold is it gets like warm again. Like it gets warm again quick. Like here, like uh-huh. come about no like mid November, end of November, maybe even earlier. I'm not really on the water that much during that time fishing. But what I can say is. It, once it gets to that time, your daylight, like your day temperature, like might hit 50, but it's like 40 across the board. Like everything just starts staying at like below 40 or below 50 degrees, below 45 degrees yeah. until about like sometimes you get like a couple warm days in February. But like this year we didn't. And then we just now started getting warm days. Like last week, it got pretty warm a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to think too, dude, is the water like just under the surface of foot. It's like a couple degrees cooler. Like it's way colder. Yeah. So these fish are fucking going up. They want to be up shallow. Dude. The shallow, warmer, water's warmer up shallow. That's where they're north. Uh-huh. Or at least higher in the water column. Another yeah. thing to add to that too is one thing people overlook, especially in places like this state, because we get so much rain is, you know, when we start getting these spring rains, we're talking like 50, you know, 50 low to mid 50 degree days instead of high 30 to low 40s. And that the rain in, in the mid 50 degree days versus the rain in the high or low 40 degree days is going to make a big difference on that upper water column as well. It's warmer rain. So that's also going to warm up the water as well. 
So yeah, now uh, the bait feeding too, you know. Yes, yes, and uh, lower light conditions, so th- you can have some really special days here in the spring uh, when it's low light conditions and it's actually raining, and you you think it's shitty and you think it would make the bass move off, but actually they're moving up because there's a there's warmer water flowing in. And it's churning up, and it's getting everything going, actually. Trout are eating bugs off the bank, blowing in from the wind. Oh, dude, it's yep. awesome. And, and they're, you know, you, you've usually got the trout that have just been planted around this time, too. So they're stupid, and they're all schooled up. So you get a, a nice windy That's day like that. And it pushes them all into one area of the lake. And yeah. you can guarantee you're going to find a bite in that area. Yeah, depend, you, yeah, you will eventually. But, man, I've been finding, like, right now, my local lake, it's got, they just stocked all these trout in there, right? And the bass and the trout are just so stupid. They're right at the boat launch. And the bass are just having crowd there and been feeding on them. But, dude, oh, I can barely yeah. get them to bite, get though, bite. because they're, yeah. so they're too distracted. I haven't seen that happen a lot, good. too. Um, I've noticed smaller lakes where there's, you know, there's not as much places for them to get around to. Yeah, they'll distract the bass. But if you got a lake where the trout can kind of get around and they're not, they're not, concentrated you know yeah um, i guess it's not so easy for them to find them i guess you could say i don't know I'm, I'm, these well, drinks yeah, are they, that, they, but, uh, they get all grouped up and they start fucking chasing them around and that's when it makes them hard because they're fucking off the bank and you can't you don't know yeah they're not they're, not, they're just being like chasing shit around it definitely does affect the bite though i will agree with that 100 percent. like it, it sometimes it'll make it worse on those smaller lakes oh yeah yeah, there was one like like that we were fishing last year where once they stock trout, your chances of catching your fish were pretty much over. But if you got bit, like a two pounder was a four pounder, and a four pounder was a six pounder. Like yep. those fish were just shaped like basketballs. And I mean, you don't usually trout, like, last like, a week or two. You know, you and, that a couple days, I think, and then they're like, yeah, then they get onto their fucking ambush points and they start eating. Then they, I think, the trout probably. The smart ones are start mixing in and swimming around the whole lake instead of just the boat launch. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, and also another thing to add is getting on those lakes right before the plantings. I feel like there's always I don't know if it's just like a psychological thing or what, but like I always feel like those those fish are looking for those trout because no. they know yeah. they're coming soon. Oh yeah. I've, I've heard that before from a lot of people. Those fish know if they've, if they've been there for a couple of years, they know that what that stock truck is and they have, they have a general idea on when like, Oh shit, here comes where it fucking rains candy bars from the sky. Like, let's get ready guys. Yeah. yeah I caught yeah, my exactly. TV. Literally you, I could have caught it off the boat launch. I launched my boat, never started the motor and started casting out towards the middle. And I caught my personal best from my fucking, one of my legs. <laughs> like that thing. Think about it, man. I mean, if, if, if that fish is every spring when it's pulled up to an area to stage before it gets ready to spawn and all of a sudden it starts seeing trout swim over its head and it knows every time it show up to this spot every spring, like it's going to eventually kind of start to factor that into it, you know, or you would think it yeah. was, maybe we give these fish too much credit, you know, but. No, I don't know if we do or not. It's, it, that's interesting to me, but I was reading a study the other day saying like bass are one of the top smartest freshwater fish there is. I was like, what? It makes <laughs> sense. Cool. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I don't know how else to, like, describe it, but, like, you got, like, these giant wild trout or whatever up in the mountains or whatever, like bull trout and stuff. Like, yeah. if you throw a streamer by them, they're coming to look or eat. But, yeah, like, those fish you can throw You can throw stuff at a big bass, and, and those fish are older. Like, they're supposed to be smarter. Like, 
But you throw these things at a bass and they don't even look. No. But let a live trout get just a little, you know, swim just a little bit off. Yeah, that's why, like, spring is really good for, um, because that's the time to catch the big one because they're only going to make a mistake from being, like, like, territorial in their areas, you know? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I agree. You know, you would never catch that fish unless it was just on psycho mode fucking for spawning, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Gotta eat, gotta eat, gotta eat. Time to get out. Yeah. I don't think they're on these smaller lakes. Yeah. (laughs) That's what they're doing. I don't know. I wish I, I wish I could get better at, you know, you know, I don't fish very big lakes, of course, but you know, some of the, what lakes that I would consider bigger, I wish I could get better at figuring out exactly where these fish, these bigger class fish live, which I think I have a good idea of it on most of these lakes, but uh, I get very little feedback with my swim bait. So it's it's really hard. So hard to tell. Exactly. Live scope. (laughs) <laughs> right but even so dude even with a live scope if a fish You're is gonna belly down on now. the bottom you know yeah. like it like you know what i mean yeah if they're up off the bottom but even if it's like a live scope could even miss a fish if it's belly down on the bottom correct or oh, yeah. am i wrong yeah. with that but if you're on that lake all the time there's gonna be a good chance that big boy's or girl is gonna be up suspended one day <laughs> yeah oh look at there they are game yeah <laughs> I don't know. I'm hoping that it's going to help me. I feel like it's going to help me. No, I'm excited to see. Yeah, I'm excited to mess around with it, too. Get out on your boat. Yeah, that'll be sick, dude. I'm just excited for those fish where you have nothing to um, key in on because it's like some of these lakes are so featureless. Yes, bowl-style lakes. Literally just a bowl. And I mean, yeah, you might have a brush pile or something off the bank that they might sit on. That you can target fish for, but like Ooh, that's that's, a, that's like one another thing, thing I did do. Yeah, I did so, do that late last winter. I built a few brush piles. I don't know if I'll throw that in there, but uh, I built a few brush piles on on yeah. a, on some some lakes or a lake or so. So lakes. the lakes, the lakes in the Midwest, like Michigan especially, they are they're bowl lakes. The center is the deepest spot, twenty foot, and then. There's like there's weed beds and that that's like it, dude. That like that that's what a Michigan lake is. Is there's a bowl, middle's the deepest. There's some weeds. There's maybe an old railroad tie that somebody sunk down in like the 40s because they were pike speared and they covered up their hole. Like, yeah, it, that that's exactly what it is. So like it's always fishing docks or fishing above weed beds. That's like uh, the two things. Those lakes do. be so boring to fish. I like fishing docks. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, that shit's fun. I I mean, not everybody lives in Dreamland, Brett. But- <laughs> No, 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 no. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, uh, it's, it's fun, but like, it, it, like what I said is it can be boring to fish. Like, no, I know. I'm if, you're, like, if they're not on the docks and you're just fucked, you know, if, if, if they're not on that grass and dude, Brant lives or not lives at it, but Brant has access to like the sickest lake, like for glide bait fishing you could think of probably. Don't hype it up more than yeah. it is, dude. It's, it's not. It's it, not that it good. It can be. It's not good fishing. It's the um the way it sets up, in my opinion. For me, it has very good potential, and there's many for, more like that. Many more like it across the state, but as far as yeah, small lakes go, that you don't have to worry about like bigger boat. Like I'm already giving too much away about it. So let's just let's yeah. Just talk, I wasn't going to go all there, else. but what was the address to the boat ramp you said? I didn't catch that. But all I'm saying is, like me out here, it's mainly docks, and I there's a lot of wood that I get to fish, so that's fun. But mainly dock fishing. 
Hell yeah, man. We, There's I one lake here. Lake. The whole thing's a flooded flooded forest. And it's the worst lake I've ever fished. Oh, shit. What? Really? And each, each, I hate that each, place. Each <laughs> lake. Each lake, you know. Yeah. I mean, they've got their times when they're going to be better than others. Like, I, I really like... I My time that I enjoy fishing dock lakes most is this time of year. Because... Yeah, I feel like it's well, the most predictable for them to get up on on those docks, at least for the lakes that I fish. Now it's 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 also going to be you know a lot of this stuff is subjective to other people. You know what water you're fishing and whatnot because you know I don't fish every single lake in Washington, but the small lakes that I do fish, the dock fishing in my opinion is the best in the early spring. So that's kind of once the early spring gets out, I start seeking other stuff, and uh, you know sometimes. Not every lake has deep docks. Not every lake has, you know, stuff you can look for outside. Not every lake even has grass beds around here. So, yeah. Um, the grass one thing is a big I don't know that I was surprised about, dude, was um, like every lake, all those dock lakes, they all have a certain zone that's going to have like the every big one in the whole lake is going to be in like one or two areas. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh, and, yeah. Do elaborate on that. Because, yeah, elaborate on that because uh, I, that's something I've noticed too, and I want to hear your thoughts on why you think that might be. So, they just, um, it's the it's the best cover on the lake. They're the and one thing about those like, I caught one of my bigger fish off of one of those docks, like one of those docks that everyone catches their big fish off of. Like, it's the hardest dock I've ever had to put a bait under. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's also on a point leading into two coves off of the main lake. So it's a stop off the main lake. And from that dock, they can go left, go to a spawning cove, or they can go right and go to a spawning cove. Yeah, see, my spots yeah. are the most obvious spots that everybody in your everybody you can imagine throws something at. up to and throws a jig up to and They're throws a fucking tanko up to. They have probably and... hundreds of jigs stuck in the freaking area. Yeah. And all the there's there's fish in there and you got to be so sneaky you can catch them if you are just like very sneaky and actually those fish have been on my mind because i got i didn't catch the biggest ones at all this last year there and uh, same i'm trying to think of how how i'm going to execute that this year differently so i'm excited to try some different stuff on that you know how i got mine to bite last year i threw i'd skip my bait up under there yeah it didn't have a choice, motherfucker. Dude, these time. were like 10, 11 pounders. <laughs> or speed. Like Magnum. I mean, like submarines, dude. Some I put my bait under the dock and left it. I didn't even move it. I didn't move my line. I didn't tighten my line. I left my line under the dock and just washed my line. Yeah. Dude, I was eventually just listening one to it up. Um, one of the podcasts, that guy that um you had on, Adrian, from Arizona, I want to say. Oh, uh, uh. Freaking um, Grady Cod. Yeah, no, it wasn't him. It was the um, it was older. I don't know. I'm, I'll look it Shout up. Shout to Grady though. What? Yeah, Grady's a sick one. I was uh, uh, pumped on that one, but he was talking about dead sticking gills and stuff. Bluegill baits. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who I'm talking about now. Uh, that was that was something I thought made a lot. Like that was like um, I was like Bing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the, the reason why I asked that is, yeah, because I've noticed there's certain – some lakes I've noticed that, yeah, it's like the best piece of cover on the lake, but there's also 
um, a few instances I can think of where there's particular docks on these lakes that aren't, I don't really notice anything special about them. Maybe it's like bottom composition or maybe it's something that in relation to what's directly offshore from it, I'm not really sure. But there's also weird little docks that for just whatever reason are, you know, magic docks. So yeah. I was just curious to get your guys' thoughts on that and hear what your guys' perspectives were on it. Because, yeah, I agree. Most of the time I find those docks, it's like it's usually it's or those areas, it's it's the best piece of cover. It's like, uh, you know, a point. It's on a point and it's a long it's it's a secondary point and then it's something on the secondary point, you know, something where it makes total sense. But there's also yeah. times where, you know, you find them. It's like, what the fuck? Why are you back? You know, what? why are you here? Yeah. Like, no, I Congress. hear that. It seems like, though, if I try to think back, um, that the places that hold them, like, every single year, every single time they're there, they have all the ingredients, you know what I mean? Um, do you guys Hard have uh, the Navionics app on your phone, by chance? I did, but it, it was not that impressive, honestly. I didn't use the app. I use a web app. All right, well, check out if you guys can press that link I just sent to the group chat. So I found this trout lake, like, around my area and dude like nobody wants to fish it with me i cannot find anybody like like my little group of kids that i fish with they're like no we're not we're not going up to fish that lake like that's fucking stupid and i didn't realize how deep it was the center is 76 foot deep and there's just like a huge um gradual fall down this lake and apparently they trout stock it or they stock trout in it from everything I've read, they don't give you the dates or anything, so I gotta call the DNR and ask. But like, I think this lake has the potential to have some absolute fucking huge fish on it because it does. I've what, never... bass? Yeah, yeah, bass. Yep. You know that they're in there for sure. Uh, I so I've never gotten to fish it or anything, but like looking on Fish Brain and stuff, like people that people that don't uh, don't necessarily know what they're doing are catching fish out of there, like in the middle. Oh, nice of the and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, like if if I can. If I can go a week before the stocking or uh, like a week after, or a couple, three, four days after, like I think like on a 250 or a HUD or uh, a Battleshad or dude, like anything, I think we could catch some fucking huge ass fish, like huge ass fish, like being oh, seven, yeah. like seven. I think, I honestly think we could probably catch an eight pounder out of there. Yeah. Cause you got like, I like Minnesota, like a six pounder is magnum, magnum. Michigan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Michigan too. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, uh, Phoenix caught that. <laughs> Frank, Frank just has this like preconceived notion that's like Michigan and Minnesota, same thing. Both start with M. They're both in the north. Like, yeah. you live in Minnesota. <laughs> no, I'm just, you know, I mean, I'm no, like, you're good, man. I, I, dude, I'd fucking, I'd move to Minnesota. I fucking, <laughs> I would really, I, I almost contemplated moving to Minnesota. Like in the spring, this last spring, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna move there, and. Uh, I don't know. I'm glad I didn't because they got a, they had a fucking harsh ass winter this year. So it's like, oh, it, it panned out. Like it, it was, it was good. Yeah, gonna catch me there. dead moving to a state with a state record eight pounds. Yeah, dude. Like, like Phoenix caught that like six ten last year on a battle shad, and that was like, that big was deal. a big fucking fish. Yeah, it was a really big deal. Like that was a absolute huge fish. I think he caught it on the seven point five battle shad. Yeah. And I mean, he, he caught, I think he caught an eight out of Texas uh, a couple of years ago, but he's like, dude, like that was fucking crazy to catch him in Minnesota. Like that's, that's wild. He's like, he fishes his battle shads. Like he'll, he'll like anchor way deep into the pads and he like fishes like a frog, like bounces it off pads and stuff. And that mm -hmm. video yeah. that he posted, 
he catches like almost 25 pounds for like his best five in that video. It's fucking crazy. Here's the thing though about Minnesota and Michigan and those northern states is like a lot like when I and this is a misconception because like when I got to this state, I thought it was gonna be the same way. Easy fish. Those states, dude, they're the dumbest largemouth bass I've ever seen in my entire life. They will eat <laughs> anything. Like literally eat anything. And yeah. like you can catch five pounders. Like Lake St. Clair was the best largemouth fishing I've ever seen till to this day in my life. Like, I go out yeah. and throw a frog and catch 30 of them, like, in an <laughs> evening after work. You know what that I mean? That like, like fun. Sign me with up. Like, with, like, three and a half to four and five pounders. But, yeah. like, when I got here, I'm thinking it's going to be the same thing. But, like, it's not. I don't know how to describe it other than it's just – it's not. Like, these fish are – like – I'm more proud of uh, of my Washington six pounders than I am of my Tennessee nine pounders, my Florida nine pounders, like my Alabama eight pounders. Like I'm way more proud of these Washington because these are smart fish. Like these are if you can catch these big ones here, I think you can catch big ones anywhere. Yeah, dude. When I went to Arizona, dude, it was like a whole different deal. Like it was hard. It's tough down there. I think I think it's way tougher. Because I was feeling like when I went to Arizona, I felt like this is totally different because even though the water is like in the upper 50s, that's like fucking frozen these yeah. fish, I guess. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, I couldn't, dude, I had struggled down there and then until I found the smallmouth and then they were even stubborn. You know, you throw a small, throw a smallmouth around here, he's up in that thing. You know what I mean? Oh, it's, yeah. It's like sight fishing and they wouldn't even budge or. Oh shit, Frank! You got you cut out. Oh, I did. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, you, it sounded like you were fucking in an abyss trying to talk to your phone. So, so reset what you said. Sound like, like he ten seconds. Dove underwater oh, with them bass. When I was, yeah. when I was under in the Arizona, water, <laughs> those fish would not even look at my jig and stuff. I had to trick them. It was so hard to trick those fish compared to up here. It was. It was. I think you go down there, and that's a tough area. California and um, Arizona, I think, are like south in general, where the bass are getting pressure all year. Yeah, absolutely. The tournament lakes, especially, uh, like it's the so southeast. much fun down there. Oh my gosh, I love it. Oh yeah. Whenever I go home one of these days, I need to see if like there's like a <sighs> plane ticket I can get, and we can take a take you or take Brent or take someone. Cause I'd love to show y'all like my home lake. Oh, I want to go out there so bad, dude. And that's one thing I want to try to do is just go to say fucking like I want to go to Florida almost, like um, just go down there and live down there and fish. You know what I mean? Saltwater dude, opportunities. Talk, fresh water. Talking to those yeah. guys, talking to those guys fishing for tarpon and snook with swim baits. Oh baits. my gosh, dude! Dude, that's... I don't know if you listened to that episode. Yeah, I but did. His, his buddy, his buddy caught like a two hundred pound tarpon while we were recording. And like the guy I was recording with had to had to cancel the call, and they're like texting Wait, back and forth, and he's like, he's like, oh my gosh, dude, like that fish, and it caught it on a caught it on like a savage gear bullet or something, right? Bullet, yeah, dude. Like, yeah. And like, so I followed all those guys on Instagram now, and like just to see them catch 30, 40 inch snook on like savage gear pulse tail gills and oh, stuff. I know. It's and like, the way oh, that they're presenting God. the bait to them, it's just like high intensity. That's yeah. right. Around that type of shit, you know what I mean? Dude, I know that's so cool. That's yeah. so cool. Like uh, it's like the peacock bass. I want to catch a peacock bass so bad. They look so wanna, fun to fish for, dude. I they look take like they fight like hell. Yeah. yeah, they're psycho, dude. They're dude, he was like, he's like, I'm so fucking sick of, of peacock bass. He's like, they're so stupid. 
and he's like he's like but that's like what everybody comes down here to fish for because they're so like elusive like you can't catch them fucking anywhere else and i'm like yeah like seriously I, that's really the reason why and i think they're fucking badass fish like i'd be i'd be stoked as hell like um Dude, i don't know if you I guys saw like, videos yeah yeah like buka went down to the ever or not everglades uh was it like brazil a couple weeks ago yeah, and, and fish form, and they're catching like eighteen pounders, dude. Like I saw oh, that, dude. Those fish Fucking are insane, dude. Those bro. Nuts, dude. That would be insane. Dude, even those like three, four pounders, you see yeah. people catching them on on like their videos, and they're 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 making their line sing, dude. Like they're pulling so hard, it's like they're they're like I don't know, they look like they're fighting harder than a smallmouth would, you know? Like, oh yeah, oh, dude, yeah. yeah. But there's nothing that pulls like a steelhead, dude. Those things. I can insane. attest to that. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Steelhead, steelhead are fucking pretty wild, dude. They don't give up. Well, you know that. That's even. That's even helps. Say, our, my steelhead, your guys' steelhead are way fucking cooler because they actually come out of the ocean. Yeah, they're they're insane, dude. And the it way that they, can, that they have the current to help them. Yeah, too, exactly. Though. That's what I was about to say. They know exactly how to use that current to broadside them against you, and you can't even budge them. It's they're they're cool fish. Sucks the state doesn't know how to manage them. It's so cool because, like, every one of them has a story, too. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They all came from somewhere. Yeah, Michigan has come out of a plantery. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of ours. Damn near every steel I caught this year had the most gnarliest battle wounds in it. Like, either gill net marks, seal marks. Like, these fish are warriors. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, for them to make it up the river again is just mind blowing to me. Like, my thing is, like, I don't understand why people are, like, doing retaining them like I, I don't like i think it should be treated like a bass you know what i mean like and i'm all well, for eating bass i'm a bass i agree eater, but yeah, like well we yeah, can't even support the a season of these fish why are we even allowing retention of them you know what i mean yeah there well, is a logical explanation is they're not letting harvest. Us, they're not letting us retain any native fish or native um steel anywhere i know of in washington um you're you're allowed to keep the ha- keep the hatchery ones, but the they're like it's like not even the same fish. Okay, okay. hatchery okay. steelhead is nothing even close to what a native steelhead's like. It's like two different species, honestly. You know, okay. hatchery well, fish that, get like that makes three pounds. <laughs> generally, you know, you they do have some big root dog yeah. hatcheries that produce. Well, and you have you. You also have unclipped hatchery fish, which is a, a thing here in Washington too, and that goes for salmon as well. They don't have funding to cut every single, every single fin of every yeah. single fish in each hatchery because there's millions and millions and millions of them. So they cut a certain amount of them to ensure that hopefully that certain amount gets back to the hatchery without getting harvested as a hatchery oh, fish, right? Yeah, like it's it, there's a lot that goes into it. It's pretty carefully managed, and as far as the state goes, like the state, the state's doing almost everything they can. But the the whole issue is is that it. they're they're at they're at the behest of the tribes. The tribes yeah. here have most of the power, so really the state is doing all that they can, but their hands are tied. They can't. They they can't do anything more no, because it's the tribes, shit, the tribes, the tribes are the ones who are actually fa- funding most of the hatcheries around here and that are producing most of the fish that people are catching. The state, the there could be more funding on the state side, but you know that's a whole governmental thing, and that you know if you want to get into politics, and we'll be here another couple hours talking about that. But. Yeah, no, but they're, <laughs> like, um, they're finally going to start doing something because the fucking whales need the fucking salmon, right? So they just had their first like orca plant 
return last year and it wasn't as good as um i don't i don't know i didn't follow like super closely to it but it wasn't as good as we were predict everybody was predicting but they planted like a shit ton of king salmon and coho um to come up for the so that the orcas had more food to eat because the fuckers are dying you know what i mean it's yeah it they've been yeah they've been doing that they've been there's been a lot of like uh, king salmon are almost going to be on the esa threatened list too with steelhead and so are coho salmon uh, because yeah. our numbers have been down so much. So the hatcheries have been pumping more and more out, but there's only so much the hatcheries are allowed to pump out because if they pump out too many hatchery fish, then it's going to completely dilute the wild. Pool. And yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. So it's an extremely convoluted, it, yeah, it's a topic that you know i mean i'm not smart enough to wrap my brain around it entirely and i'm glad that i don't have to yeah <laughs> I'm glad well, i'm not the people that are up there making decisions really cool, though, is, um, if you get a chance dude check out that um the fucking um the elwa river restoration project like that is if, dope yeah i'm not going to go into all the details but if you want to check out something that's amazing um check there's a video on youtube so right? they knocked out a dam and basically what happened is is they restored they restored access to an upper river watershed that hadn't had access for like a hundred years or so. And the runs are, yeah, it's basically restoring the runs because now the salmon have access to all that spawning grounds that they didn't have access to prior. So, uh, what, what the cool thing was, was there was landlocked rainbow trout, right? They had never been to the saltwater that fucking were spawning with these steelhead and it brought back these summer run steelhead numbers in an astonishing quickness. Like, faster than anybody's ever seen before the river's recovering from them knocking the dam out check out the youtube video um just look up like elwa river restoration you'll be like it's a cool video very well done too i'm gonna watch huh. that after this yeah it's sick and uh but it just gives you hope you know what i mean yeah it gives you some something to fucking hope that they're fucking gonna do or attempt well, to... well i mean just to keep Listen, the, you know everything yeah. out in the northwest because it's yeah. an awesome area like it is it is like in so like kind of to play off what he's saying like once they bring that back like if washington can i don't like get its head out of its ass this place is going this is just such an awesome state like it's so cool to hear it about is. like i haven't had the opportunity to talk to like many old timers like from here just because i have i've only been here for three years well yeah you got to go spend more time out on the coast, dude. Those are the words. Some cool-ass old fishermen. I know, old, man. Those guys know, have seen some stuff. Dude. Those are the guys you want to talk and, to. Yeah, and they'll they'll tell you whatever you want to know. And like, it's almost like you get this feeling of like, uh, not hopelessness when you talk to like the ones I've talked to, but they're like, dude, you just don't understand what it used to be. Yeah, like, well, they just had a record year in Bristol Bay last year. <laughs> like the most ever caught. <laughs> so... There's some shit going down, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot goes into it. I mean, ocean conditions go into it, too. I mean, it's, yeah, like I said, it's a compli- rolling, really that complicated process. And anyways, let's get back to talking bass fishing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're off topic. I think we're almost... Yeah, we could talk, talk about bass that eat salmon real quick. Those are the Ooh, best that's bass my favorite, ever. Dude. Yeah, those we have the those. Best bass. Biggest bass. We have those. We, we don't. They want to go in the lakes. These damn bass can grow bigger, dude. <laughs> well, even those in are the, the lakes, ones that they have no bag limits for here. I know. 
but yeah, that's, it's not like that's why they get bigger them. too because people actually exactly. keep them <laughs> yeah exactly I'm gonna start bonking every one pounder I catch next year dude or every uh, yeah every it, like dude. regular like catch like every just regular bass fisherman Guggen dude that saw that they were taking the bag limit off like like Lake Washington and stuff was like yeah. no way like up in arms like everyone who catches like but that fish was like this is a good thing though. They're gilled netting at Washington. You know what I mean? So I heard that they yeah, caught but, like, uh, I heard they caught a DD in the gill net, largey there. I believe it. Dude, Washington's so, got giants. You know, there's, they don't have like a wide open season for gill netting. It's a really short season. It's only a couple week thing. It's not like it. Uh, it? The whole, the whole, the whole <laughs> issue was is they did it in they did it in May, and that was so controversial as everybody was crying because the bass were up were up spawning. And it's like, dude, there's so many millions of bass now. Like, I don't, I think it's just gonna overall just gonna help it. Like, they need yeah. to get rid of the walleye, they need to get rid of everything in there, and it's just gonna help the lake. So, people just need to shut up. Yeah, or maybe not. I don't care, regardless. I don't fish the lake, dude. My little boat would get destroyed in that lake, man. But I know a lot of people who do fish it. I mean, it's a, it's a damn good fishery. Yeah. I would fish it if I could, honestly. It's everything. It's like all the small lakes that we have here combined into one. Yeah, but one the giant thing ass is, lake with rich yeah, ass people living on it. Lake, you <laughs> have to put in the time, boy. I tell you, you got to find the spot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, or it's just, just like lakes down south. Yeah. Or yeah, I respect the guys that have good largemouth bites on that lake because I hear it's really hard to put together right. good largemouth bags on that lake. But once again, I'm ignorant of it. Some easier than i think but dude yeah. there's some dudes that have won some good tournaments there on large zoo oh yeah like, for sure a giant oh i mean i think that's a, that's the case like though with like all these smallmouth lakes like they have like a small population of crazy big largemouth yeah, yeah. i don't know yeah. why like the, the population is so small i guess the cook you know like the setting of the lake is Smallmouth. Smallmouth eat territory. up all the food, bro. Yeah. 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 Oh, They're yeah. voracious, man. They're psycho. Crazy. They're fun fish, to catch, dude. too. I'm going to travel. Catch, but they just top out at five pounds. Right. Dude, I got a yeah. smallmouth lake, dude. I need to go up there this week. It's got fucking maggots in it. I need to catch a, a six-pounder out of there. I think it's time to go and chase them down. I've only ever seen one six-pound smallmouth in person up here, and it was caught by... Uh, Preston Smith. It was like his third or fourth bass ever, I think. There's a lot of six pound smallmouth in that lake too, dude. It's got a lot of them. Uh, but the A Lake that you were talking about has. Uh, I caught one before I started throwing swim baits. I caught one there that was 5.8 pounds, and just in that little bottleneck. And uh, wasn't that a tournament? And, no, that was pre-fishing, but uh, oh, fishing so, but that that lake that lake has those that caliber of fish in it. Oh yeah, absolutely well, has. Them. We had a in the TBN last year. We had a six two, or six three. Oh damn, yeah. On a swim. Oh, yeah, there's a there's a fucking ton of those. Fr- but you know what? I hate that lake. I won't. You couldn't pay me to go fish that lake. You'd have to pay me a lot. I'll fish it. But I mean, <laughs> I hate that lake, dude. Do you really? Absolutely, dude. I, I, I love that. Like, it's like next to my house, and there's only three spots with largemouth. So it takes. I me would never be like, "Oh, I'm gonna fucking go to there." No. <laughs> never would I ever think that. 
there's so many other spots that I fished that lake. Dude. I've only got my face kicked in there. That's the only thing that's ever happened to me there. <laughs> I don't like that to happen to me. <laughs> it's not very fun. I so, my biggest fish I've lost in Washington was there, and it was over. I believe it. But dude, yeah, I had some bad tournaments there, and then that put a bad taste in my mouth, and I don't want to go back. <laughs> I know a kid there who caught a six thirteen smallmouth there last year. Yeah, Hunter, uh, Hunter, yeah, dude. Hunter something. Hunter Francis. Hunter Francis. Damn. Damn. On a Good jig. job on that, dude. Yeah. Dude, that, and that's wild. Highly pressured lake, too. Yeah, dude. It's one of the only lakes people can run a bass boat on around here and actually run it. Yeah. Right. So they do. Good yeah. Good for them. You guys can yeah, have that spot. That lake. Okay, I got, people I sleep got on that lake for big largemouth because it's got those big coke eaters in there. Uh, you just already said too much. <laughs> uh, there's a few of them, but yeah, it's got those motherfuckers in there. I got, got some pictures like on my phone, dude. It's like, um, <laughs> it's in, um, it's up north, dude. And <laughs> coconut eaters, dude. It's like a mirror image of that American lake, but it's a little bit smaller. Exactly yeah, what you're talking about, too. Yep. Yeah, and that's my spot. I'm spending every time I can go there. I'm. That's where I'm going. Let's go. Yep. Yeah, it's up north. What's crazy is uh that's the only one of the, the kokanee eater lakes, like the fish behave so differently. Because I hey, was well, people are about to be all pissed now. People are about to be all pissed now, like, oh, they were blowing up lakes <laughs> on this podcast, dude. No, uh, who cares? No one's gonna be mad. Well, just, this is the thing with American Lake, right? <laughs> if you want to go catch a big large on American Lake, I'll tell you exactly how to do it. Just follow the step by step process. You go to the middle of the lake on a sunny day. Sanko. And- Early spring. Oh, yeah. That was something I didn't touch on is when, like, the fish are going shallow this time of year, but that could be two foot of water in the middle of the lake. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah that's so what I was saying. Go yeah, to the middle suspended. of the lake, go find a buoy line because largemouth aren't like smallmouth. They don't like the Hey, 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 now. Don't be giving away my buoy line. But... You look down the buoy line and there will be a teener there. <laughs> I don't know if she's going to eat, but she's going to be there. About getting her to bite. Yeah. I got some pictures on my phone, dude. To... I'll send them to you after this podcast from that lake. Dude. Legit, Tiener. Adrian, if you hear the word, leave this out. Next week, everybody's about to be there. Next week, everybody's going to be there. Good luck, guys. Good luck. (laughs) Not with me. (laughs) I'm on those fish. (laughs) Most people, like, you know, that are going to be a threat to you um, are going to have their own spots, okay? Like I feel like there's a couple pot lickers. I I know who they are, and um they get the, oh, yeah. they get the wrong lake every time. But yeah, most people do. They're gonna go fish their juice. They don't want to go and like chase after your shit, dude. It's honestly kind of wild how many like how how many people in the PNW listen to this. Yeah, like just for some odd reason, there is an absolute fuck ton who listen to this show I'm well, to this one bait scene here has blown up over blown the past two years dude it's been insane has. yes yes it's cool That's, now it used to be it used to be so lame up here like i was i think i told you this made fun of up here I t- it I still is fucking this. lame dude i uh <laughs> yes it's completely lame don't fucking do it dude i know so many people back home that bass fish right everyone does like it's not uncommon for the boat ramp to be completely full in the boat ramp parking lot's as big as a Walmart parking lot. 
Like, dude, I, I know we don't. There's nothing even hey, going on here. When I went to Arizona, no. every single lake was packed, jammed. It's, it's starting to get like that, and it's like, dude, it's not like people are starting to treat certain lakes like that. And it's like, dude, it's there not. There's a couple that get that, but for uh, the majority, and it's I can irritating, drive dude. I the one, the I think I know the one you're talking about. I wouldn't be too worried. That like sucks. I'm not, but it's just it sucks when you can't find a parking spot at you know. <laughs> You know, it sucks That's when you can't find a parking spot at those places because everybody's out there jerking off, dude. It's it's <laughs> jerking, oh, off, jerking your fish off is what they're but doing. But this is a, another thing. No, not here. even that because a lot of times people are fishing the wrong shit. But it's just it sometimes it just sucks when you can't find a parking spot. Because, well, a lot of it's trout fishermen sometimes too. But like when you get in there and there's all these bass boats that didn't used to be there a couple of years ago. I don't know. Maybe I had something to do with it. Maybe uh, social media, social media has been so terrible. The thing dude. up here is I, I know more swim bait fishing up fishermen up here than I ever met back home. Yeah. I was just about to Isn't say that weird in the Seattle really? area. There's, there's 60 to 80 guys around that area that listen to an episode. And that's just on Apple. So I'm sure there's a bunch on Spotify too, that I can't look at right now. So I don't know if you guys can name 60, 60 to 80 episode? guys in the area. I can name like probably around 30, but after that, I'm going to have to start reaching, you know? I couldn't name 30 that I know for sure. I couldn't though, name I 30 either. I can name like three. I can name 30 <laughs> that dabble with it and that that would probably listen to this stuff, but I don't – like as far as, guys, as far as guys that are committed to it, I know – Probably half the guys I know aren't even big into Instagram and stuff and don't post a lot on it. So there's, or you you know any social media. So uh, there's a there's a good amount of guys out here that I would assume aren't aren't very vocal about it that are doing their thing. There's older people that are that are now into swim baits out here that aren't very vocal about it. Yeah, um, the only well, like idiots sharing all their all their catches are yeah. Brand- <laughs> Brandon's a fucking hammer though. He's dude, I met uh, him he's at so the cool. Ramp. He was he's uh he mentored me getting into bass fishing. He mentored me and taught me a lot of cool things. So I've always got respect for that guy and it was really cool his... because you Sorry. what? I went on his Instagram and I saw him throwing a, a Shadowlicious hollow or hollow body or a Bastrix hollow body. I was like, "Dang. That's uh-huh. right on my alley." And the picture's like 10 years old from up yeah. here. <laughs> oh yeah OG dude uh yeah he taught me he taught me some really cool shit and i'll forever be grateful about that and uh it was cool because i started getting the swim baits and he was like man you know i, I was getting into those and i was dabbling into it for a little bit but kind of you know uh didn't go full in so i convinced him i was like yeah you should give it a try and he went full into it and then ended up popping his double digit so uh not a small one either like what a fish, was the eight ounces from the state record biggest fish i've ever seen caught in the state uh so that was cool 11 eight. i want to say 11 eight. 11 eight yes uh Damn. fucking just math and it was the most proportionate bass i've ever seen out of the state too as far as like it was it was long it wasn't short and football like it was it was longer and yeah it was just a big fish like he had his you hand like around his tail and, it's that one uh yeah he's uh so yeah it was cool really cool um having him teach me some stuff and then be able to kind of help him help him getting into swim bait fishing and then watching him catch that fucking legendary fish i can fucking swim bait too yeah he caught it on a bull chad bull chad wake bait yeah 
Oh That's, my God. And he's yeah. been working. He's been working for like out of all the people. He's probably the most deserving out of a deserving for a fish like that because he's been fishing a lot of the same lakes I have and fishing for that caliber of fish for his entire life. And to see it materialize was fucking awesome. Like I said, I couldn't be more happier to have it to see it happen to him. Oh Fuck yeah. Yeah. 100%. I yeah, think he's a super humble happen. dude. He dude, have you tried to get him on the podcast? I'd like to I tried, dude. Podcast. I tried. I was like, dude, let's let's get you on there. You've got some cool shit you could talk about. And he's yeah. like, oh, oh you know, dude, he's, he's cool as a cute. He's like Doc Holiday. Like yes, dude. <laughs> dude. Uh Preston like saw him at the boat ramp and recognized him from the picture of the of, of the eleven eight. He was like, Oh yeah. my god, dude, like dude, like nice to meet you. Like he's like, Oh man, you guys are a tiny boat and Asian. Like, we appreciate like I appreciate what y'all are doing. He was like, Man, you're more than welcome to come fish the tournament Saturday. He's like, Man, I appreciate the invite, but He used I, to uh, fish I, tournaments, I, didn't he? He's like, I just yeah, fish for big lot, ones yeah. now. <laughs> and then, like, then he rides away into the mist. <laughs> yeah, literally. That's literally what happened, dude. He parked his boat and left, or parked his truck and left. <laughs> and he runs only electric too, so he went off oh, into, shit, the mist. Even hear into the mist. He was just silent. <laughs> <laughs> fucking legend. Just fucking disappeared, Don. He fucking went to a different time zone and caught a yeah. Who knows what? Eight pounder, probably. Yeah, who knows? That's one thing up here too. Like, if you catch a an eight pounder up here, and it's a northern strain, it's just the prettiest, oldest looking, like most natural looking largemouth you've ever laid eyes on. Just beautiful fish up Dude, here. Dude, you know what I was looking at today? Sorry to interrupt you, but um, just before is this one lake dude that i'm about to be hitting up hard that i found last year every single fish i caught out of there the big ones were flawless not not a nick on them and typically like the big fish i catch usually their tails are nicked and there's there's lots of war ruins on them so that was interesting probably younger fish yeah maybe they're different look they look a lot different than most of the fish i see in washington too they're like a darker green and like longer a little different looking fish weird i've noticed uh watercolor has a lot to do with that like yeah you, you see these, these fish with the big huge super defined like super black blotchy lateral lines yeah, typically yeah. they come out of more of the clear lakes and then you got the ones that barely have the black lateral line they they seem to come out of those like like more stained canicky lakes yeah, yeah. Dude, the, well you see like the almost white bass with black lateral lines, those things are so damn pretty. They're like they're almost damn near albino. Like they turn the yeah. opacity all the way down. Those things are fucking pretty. Yeah, that's how the fish look at um at this little kokanee lake that one up north I'm talking about. I'm gonna pound on. Um Yeah, we've got some that look like uh that they're like this one lake I was at the last time I was out, I got on this pack of this wolf pack of just fucking megas, dude. There was sevens, eights maybe even bigger in there i couldn't see they were swimming around pretty fast but so some of them were blue and i i don't know what oh, exactly wow. makes them blue but you've got these bass that are you're more typically like uh you know kind of g- greenish grayish I, when you see them in the water but then these big ones were like blue dude it was insane i don't know if it's something that they're eating or what but the i've i've seen them like get this like um almost like a bluish like whitish film all around them 
like but i think that was like a bacteria growing on them or something giant ones were no this getting... is like just the color of them dude it's really oh, insane i want to i'll try to get it next time i see it i'll try to get a picture so i can show you guys exactly what i'm talking I'm... about but it'll be like two or three bass out of the pod will stand out as as like like fucking blue dude it's that's oh, yeah. explain it dude like dude i caught a I caught a small, small you yesterday with the black side of his face was black, dude. Oh yeah, it looked like a kokanee. I saw that one. Is that? No, he didn't look like it. He looked like a kokanee to you. Well, I mean, just with the black side on his face. So maybe he spawned with the kokanee as we were taking. Oh yeah. <laughs> it is Washington, you know. No, but that was the first black fish I caught that had a black mark on him. That was pretty cool. Like a the side of his face, like a little, like a warrior. I love when you catch them out of those grass lakes and they got that yellow tint to them. Yeah, yeah like oh, that yeah. That's dirty my ass. Favorite. That little yeah, yellow like smallmouth. They look way different than uh, than ours. They look like just not even the same. Way slender, not as like footballish. You know what I mean? It's almost like they have like the Tennessee strain smallmouth, and up here we have like the Great Lakes smallmouth. Yeah, I don't know. Our smallmouth are just psychomaniacs. Like. They're so fun to catch. They're but they can like, be hard to catch, too, dude. Those things point. fucking... They're hard to catch sometimes. Yeah. But uh, I well, think maybe it's like just way less of them. Maybe it's just me finding them, probably. It seems like if you get something in front of them, they're biting it, you know? I caught my, my uh, second... Or no, my biggest smallmouth up here is like a five, and I caught it on a bull, bullshad gill wake. That's sick. I caught my PB smallie last year on a TK. Pick by dude. I wish I had live scope that day because I would probably would have caught twenty more of them that time. <laughs> oh shit! No, they were like eating it in open water, dude. It was so sick. I like yeah. I stumbled on the bite and it was dope. I was dead walking it and I had it weighted down, so it was getting down like ten feet. Yeah, there you go. Over fifteen or something, and it was just they were just going crazy for it. It was fun. Heck yeah, man! But... I love deep cranking for them. Yeah, knock knock your arm off the reel. <laughs> I was trying to crank a little bit this year, and all, it seems like my lakes that usually are pretty clean, they have a lot of dead fucking shit everywhere. Not very fun to crank when you're getting your yeah, you're bait piling up every Smack cast. your bait on the water every cast. Yeah. And yeah, usually the rock is like clean. Like you could grind it with the crankbait, and this stuff is just all dirty now. Damn. Yeah. That's fucking weird. But you guys, uh, you guys got anything else you want to talk about before we close her down or go? And I think, what are we, two hours, two hours, 20 minutes in or something like that? Dang. No, just, um, I wanted to say everybody out there fishing, just be safe. You know, seriously be safe out there. You know, have a good time. <laughs> Heck yeah. What, yeah. What, are the, what are all the socials for, for you guys going down the list? Brian, Frank, uh, Brent, what are you guys' socials? People can follow you if they're not already. Uh, at Brian Speller. Um, I have a podcast, but it's not nearly as active as this one. But it's just about <laughs> hunting mainly, bulls and bass. Uh, but yeah, just at Brian Speller. I think YouTube too is just at Brian Speller. Hell yeah, Frank. What about you? What's what's the Instagram? Um, my Instagram is Frank Headland Fishing, and then my OnlyFans is um, Frank Headland. <laughs> oh hell yeah, yeah man! Frank so, gotta get on all that. Subscribe to those, and um, you're funding Live Target right now. <laughs> Yeah, wait till you see hey, it. Good stuff. He catches the big ones on there, I'm telling you. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> no, yeah, but that's all I got going on. Oh, Facebook. I don't really go on there, actually, but I need to just have it for my family. But, uh, yeah. 
Hell yeah, Brent. What about you? Oh, uh, dude, just... we didn't even we didn't even freaking talk about Swimbait Washington. Oh my goodness, we didn't. Because let's let's touch on that real quick. Since we're here, oh, we'll, we'll touch on that. Okay. We're just um, Brent. You want to start up? You know, maybe. I'm just saying. Um, well, basically, uh, you know, we 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 semi launched. Um, we're gonna hold us, uh, you know, some derbies locally. We're gonna do some late cleanups. You know, we want to try to have some, you know, community building type events. Maybe have like barbecues or whatever. Um, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've had a few drinks, so it's kind of hard for me to articulate exactly the goal and the mission <laughs> right now. Yeah, but well, I think the our main goal we were thinking is just like to bring people together and um, show like respect to etiquette, teach that and preach it. And, um, you know, late cleanups or something that we're really stoked on doing. Um, we want to do maybe two or three of them. We'll get together and have like a barbecue, maybe yeah. clean the lake up and then maybe do some fishing in the afternoon together or just yeah, bounce like two, two and, annual uh, lake cleanups would be cool is what we're thinking. Yeah, and we want to do them in the summer months to where, you know, we can bring the whole family out. We're gonna, we can go swimming, and, it'll you know, hopefully it'll be a cool thing eventually, you know. Oh, yeah, but dude. It's, it's a lot of work for us because we're both pretty busy with life and stuff. And um, yeah, it goes up and down. Like, I'll be all stoked on doing some stuff, and he'll be really busy. So we're just, you know, trying to just have fun, you know, bring people together. Hell yeah, man! I can't even can't even fucking believe we totally forgot about that. I I did I had it in my mind to talk about, and then you know closing it up. I I don't know how I just talked about how all the P and W guys listen to the podcast, and it just fucking completely slipped my mind. Apparently, that just yeah. means we'll have to have a a, a Washington have another one part two. Yeah, yeah, soon. yeah, yeah. We're working so. on um some like we're getting a bunch of slaps done right now. We're gonna work on some hats and um some shirts, and eventually like some sweatshirts and. You know, if anybody wants to reach out with some design ideas and stuff like that, like we're totally open to that type of stuff, you know. Hey, but, next one though, we need to get together and do it in person. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, there we go. Because I, I, I almost hit you up and was like, "Hey, I'm gonna come over for a little bit." I know. I was thinking the same thing. I'd come over here because I think it's better when you can see each other and you can react yeah. to your body language. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the one that I just don't know how it would work with like, because wouldn't we need multiple microphones and like a soundboard, or would be we be able to somehow do it off of our own consoles or devices, some like each other? But like, we, we could have done it before. Is I brought the microphones and I just recorded it all from like. So I, I'll microphone? download the audio from Discord and then I plug it into uh, Odyssey, I think is what it's called. And that's like how I do all the editing and stuff. But you can record it straight from Odyssey. And so that that's pretty much probably how we would do it for an in-person you can, one. You can change each person's audio level too. Or you, yeah. can, you need a mixer. It'd probably, it'd probably be like two microphones and then uh, like Brent and I would sit together and then Brian and Frank would sit together and we'd just put it in the middle I pretty have. much. I just, have a USB microphone we could use. Yeah, I've got one too. I've got a USB mic as well. So we'll need, uh, we'll need, we'll probably need a, either a, a device that can run the multiple microphones at the same time or a soundboard to be able to do it. Yeah. That or we'd have to run it all off of one microphone or two devices. I think, I think we should revisit the PNW roundtable though as like a, a I was joking when I said State of the Union earlier, but like a State of the PNW kind of deal. Like, yeah, I like a, it's I, it's more like a Washington roundtable because um, we don't really have it. Yeah, <laughs> what's the Dylan Borosek you know from Oregon? But yeah, 
Yeah, and then we could talk, if you wanted to expand and do more P and W, maybe we could talk to Steven, get Steven on an episode yeah, or yeah. something. Um, because he's technically P and W. We got Idaho guys to talk to. Uh it, it could be a cool thing. Yeah. I think it'd be rad. One more thing, dude. This fucking mojo bass rod, the spinning rod with this tattoo spinning reel. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm getting finessing this year, boys. Nedrick Slayer. Get him. Also, yeah. if anyone is Pretty in Colorado changed. listening, <laughs> what? If anyone's in Colorado listening, I'm moving to Colorado in August. So really? I don't know anybody there as far as fishing goes, but I can call turkeys and I can kill ducks. So if you want to do one of those two things and you want to trade maybe some help on acclimating to the local fish population, in Colorado, that really that's well. like that's hey, territory. Dude, um, I know he builds baits down in Colorado. There's some fishing to be had down there. I mean, I'll be in Colorado Springs, so. All right. Yeah, I'll connect you with the dude. There's a couple dudes I know from Colorado that are fucking that fish your bass. Right on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, guys. Uh, Brent, what, what was your socials? Because I, I don't think we got that far. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, basically, just 253caster. Um, that's where you can find me all over the internet. YouTube specifically, I think it's youtube.com slash Brent Davis Fishing, and there's some cast a, cut, cast a catch and some reviews and shit on there, but 253 oh, yeah. is pretty much where you can find me. And then uh, is it just that Swimbait, uh, Swimbait WA? Yeah, so for the Instagram page, it's at Swimbait WA. Yeah, so Swimbait WA, and then uh, Frank is this, he's controlling the Facebook page, I think, for now, so right. is it the same for that? It's yeah, just it's, it's just a Facebook. group. I don't. It's just a. It's just a. Um, <laughs> it's just a page. But um, okay. you can check it out. There's like a hundred members on there. We're just going over the top. I I need to post stuff on there more often. I barely go on Facebook. Yeah. But um, I think the plan is to eventually get a website and stuff. But that might be absolutely. a little bit down the road. So we'll uh, that's to be continued on that. Yeah. So. Hell yeah, man! But like I said, I want to thank these guys for coming on. I'll put all their uh, put all their Instagrams in the in the show notes. So you guys can go follow them if you haven't already. Make sure you guys follow Swimbait uh, Swimbait Wa if you guys don't already, because there's gonna be a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipe sooner or later with those guys. And uh, like I said, next time you guys here, hopefully we'll have an in person one, or maybe it'll be kind of more P and W. Like we'll have Stephen Clipper on, or maybe Dylan on from yeah. Oregon, and we'll have. We'll just have a bunch of fishy guys on from from the PNW area, not necessarily just yeah. Washington. Yeah, but, I really want to get Steven on here. I talk to Steven all the time, but yeah. Yeah, we'll get him on here. That's yeah. good. I'm going fishing in the morning, though. I got to get the boat ready. So, Dude, it's, it's fucking 1030 here right now. So you guys. Dang. Yeah, what right. is it? I got is PT it? in the morning, baby. Bright oh, early. shit. <laughs> so, um, make sure, like I said, make sure you guys follow these guys on Instagram. All their stuff will be linked in the show notes. Make sure you guys follow the podcast if you don't already. Scales and Tails underscore podcast. Um, when you guys are hearing this, the April sticker will be out so you guys can buy that and enter a chance at winning the uh, Clutch Swim Baits Boss, that new glide bait he's been working on, been posting a lot of videos with. Um, if you guys don't already, make sure you subscribe to the Patreon because the Patreon guys get first dibs at the magazine when they drop so you guys automatically get one if you want one. And I think that is about everything. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys learned some more about the Washington fish right now. I've, I've had a bunch of guys on, but it's just, it's a cool, PNW is just a cool ass place that I feel like doesn't get a lot of light shed on it. 
um, on social media. So I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys um, liked us talking and rambling for the last, you know, two and a half hours. What did you say, Frank? I said, thanks for having us on. Yeah, no problem, guys. It was a, it was a good time. It fucking did not feel like two hours. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, we could fucking talk for a long time. Hell yeah. So I want to thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed, and I'll talk to everybody next time. See you guys.